Kinsey Packs and Roland have made their way into uh, into the Badlands, um, having escaped the law in the garden. Um, they came into the Badlands, and uh, two weeks ago during that episode, they arrived and found themselves on a homestead, um, the Munson Homestead. Uh, I've forgotten the the father's first name now. Um, Daryl, right? Yeah. Daryl, it's Daryl, yeah. Daryl Munson. Um, so uh, they they had to take shelter uh, in the Munson farm uh, because a very bad hailstorm was rolling through that night. Um, Daryl Munson uh, housed them. Uh, his son Joe uh, made them a fine meal that impressed Kinsey Charlotte. Uh, Kinsey, I've forgotten your real last name, Charlotte, right? Not Mick Charlotte, not Ken Mick Charlotte. No, Ken Charlotte. No, Mick Charlotte Ken, is oh, correct. Oh, damn it. Mick Charlotte is correct. Yes, I've given him a more, like, regular person. It's easy to remember. Uh, yeah, Kinsey was so impressed uh, by, by Joe's cooking um, that Kinsey bought a bunch of um, Joe's special blend of uh, herbs and spices that he was putting on his meat. Um and uh, is going to go try and, you know, perhaps sell that to some people and uh, maybe uh, get a, raise a little bit of a, do some marketing for the Munson farm. Um, but uh, Daryl was uh, uh, appreciative of these kind drifters. Uh, they, uh, Roland helped him uh, fix his, uh, his silo, which had an issue with its uh, dehydrator. Uh, and... Uh, they, uh, because they earned Daryl Munson's trust, they were given a bunch of different, um, cubes of supplies as well as five crates of, um, of, you know, sealed vegetables, uh, uh, and 32 spurs. Um, and he asked that they go to the nearby town of Soldina and, uh, drop all of the supplies and the crates off at the general store and then bring the 32 spurs over to Michelle Green at the saloon uh, for her to hold on to. Um, the 32 spurs are the uh, nomad pack fee for the transit of the goods. Um, and uh, he he offered, uh, I think he, he paid you guys for your trouble. Um, and... Uh, uh, you went on your merry way uh, with several ba ba bags of spices and uh, a full truckload of supplies that you were bringing to town for the Munsons. Um, and then you ran afoul of a wasset and a cactus cat, uh, but you managed to survive. The truck's a little bit damaged. Everyone got a good night's sleep uh, as soon as you found safe passage through the kind of wasset territory. Um, and now it is the next day. Um, you all wake up well rested, uh, no other troubles with wassets or cactus cats, um, cacti cats. <laughs> um, I think it's cactus cats. I think it's cactus cats. There's not more than one cactus on the cat. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, you're about, uh, about a little less than a day's drive, uh, away from Soldina at this point. And say like, you know, half a day to three quarters a day. Great. We drive there. Uh, if uh, if Pax is driving, uh, Roland and I could be in the back of the truck fixing uh, armor and perhaps uh, stitching him up a little bit. Uh, no, I'm I'm fine. 
Yeah. I suffered no physical damage, merely mental damage from the lack of sleep, and have since recovered. <laughs> well, also, my idea. armor is fine, despite being thrown from the truck. 20 or so lateral feet through the air. <laughs> it was very impressive how you landed on your feet like I, I, I don't I don't have a response to that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Wasn't expecting one. Pax, how was your armor? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I guess I could work on my own armor then. Yeah. Help people. Uh, so uh, if you have a machinery cube to use up, that automatically restores three points of armor, uh, and then you can roll a machinery test to uh, restore additional points of armor. All right, that will take that, and I will also roll machinery test. That's three. All right, what have we got here? I would help you, but I believe last session I already dedicated these next two weeks downtime to to making an army tool. So, good luck. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. Well, that is three successes. Okay. So you restore six points of armor. Do you need to patch it up anymore, or is your armor in top shape now? Uh, yes, it should be. Yeah, it should be there. Cool. Uh, so Roland is sitting in the back of the truck, continuing to work on his project, crafting this Omni tool. Um, and. Uh, Kinsey, uh, uh, you know, patches up his armor, packs your driving. Um, you, uh, you know, you manage to, to kind of find little, like, raised parts of, like, the terrain with, like, some vegetation. You stick to that to try to avoid any areas where wassets may or may not be. Uh, and eventually, off in the distance, um, uh, you know, after about, you know, eight to ten hours of, of transit, um... You uh, see, way off in the distance, um, the town of Soldina. Um, it's a relatively small settlement uh, with only about a dozen or so structures. Um, it sits in the center of a naturally carved out patch of earth in the dry, rocky terrain of the area. Um, it kind of has a naturally formed trench that actually goes all the way around the town. Um, and it seems to serve as sort of a dry moat about four to five feet deep and like eight to ten feet wide, depending on what part of the, of the trench you're looking at. Um, as you get closer, you can see there are three wide, um, edgeless, uh, wooden bridges that allow for easy passage over the trench. Um, there's one on the northeastern corner of town, one on the southern end of town, and one on the western edge of town. Um, the, uh, centerpiece of Soldina is a respectably sized triptych church. Um, uh, it's the first, uh, building you can identify as its kind of greenish oxidized dome reaches the highest point in town, uh, with the exception of the LRC tower, which sits, uh, off of the eastern thoroughfare. Um, 
And uh, as you get a little bit closer and, and uh, are able to kind of like get a, a better lay of the land, uh, you can, uh, uh, from a distance, note a saloon uh, and a general store that are near the center of town, not too far from the church. Um, there's a stable on the northern edge of town. And uh, near the southern side of town, there seem to be several clothes lines behind what you assume is a laundry. Well, what do you think? Should we make straight for Channel Green and uh, give her her wares? I don't see why not. Be done with our business quick enough. Yeah, you do know that your your instructions from uh, Daryl were to drop all of the supplies off at the general store and then give the spurs to the saloon keeper. All right, general store first, then. And then after we do that, we send the message here. Yeah, yeah. At some point, he wanted you to make a uh, put, basically put a listing uh, for the Riveteers to see that there's stuff to be picked up from Daryl Munson uh, at the at the general store in Soldina. Um, so yeah, you uh, you're kind of approaching from like the northwestern. So you could come in from the north side of town or the western side of town. That's your preference. The western side, I guess, is closer to the general store that you've spotted. So. Um, you're able to drive over that bridge, um, and, uh, you're, you pull up. The general store is, uh, moderately sized. It's, uh, it's almost every building in this town is about one story tall, um, kind of wide. Uh, the saloon's two stories. There's a couple houses, um, on the eastern edge of town and, like, the southern part of town that have, like, you know, two stories instead of one. Um, the general store, though, is a single-story building, uh, kind of wide, square-shaped, very simple. Um, and uh, it just says general supplies at the top. Uh, and you're able to pull up the, the thoroughfare is wide enough that, like, and there's not a whole lot of foot traffic, so you can very easily kind of just coast over, park your truck outside of uh, the general store. Um, you don't see, like, any quick and easy way. To, there's no, like, a loading dock or anything like that. Um, uh, but, uh, you can, you know, go in through, there's a, a big double door that you can push through to go in. Great. I'll go inside and hopefully there's someone there that I can tell we have their stuff. Yeah. Uh, so entering in, it's a, it's a neatly laid out shop. None of the shelves are higher than about chest height. Um, uh, gives you a nice lay of the land. Um, everything seems really organized and labeled and, um, uh, sitting, sitting, uh, uh, kind of, uh, on the opposite of the door, um, in front of, uh, in front of a wall that kind of bisects the front half and the back half of this general store is, um, a large muscular man, maybe about in his fifties. Um, he's, uh, he's balding, his hairline has receded quite a bit. Um, but the hair he has is, uh, is like very wiry and thick. Um, and he has a big, huge, like mustache that attaches to, uh, mutton chops. Um, and, uh, he's wearing like simple clothes, uh, short sleeves, like his arms are very like hairy and muscular. He's got like a tuft of hair poking up out of the, uh, out of the V of his, uh, his undershirt. Uh, and he turns to you and goes, howdy. Howdy there. Uh, are you the, uh, you the owner here? Yes, sir. I am Duke Russell at your service. Uh, Ben Harris. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, I was hired by uh, Munson Farm. Uh, deliver some supplies into town. We've got a shipment for you. Ah, is he, is uh, <laughs> is old Munson uh 
hiring help nowadays? Ah, it was more of a, a hiring of convenience. We were passing through. He was kind enough to let us stay the night through the storm. Mm. And we carried some stuff into town for him. Mighty kind of you to do so. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and wheel it in here. We'll uh, we'll take stock of what he has and uh, uh, pay- payment he's uh, planning on coming into town for. Or am I sending that uh, back he, out with you? Nah, he he said he was going to pick it up next time he was in town. All right, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, take care of this then. You ain't. Do you got a? You got like a dolly or, or hand cart? We ain't. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Uh, and nice. he he uh, goes into the back, and uh, you hear like rummaging around. Then he wheels out like um uh uh. It's not quite like a two wheel hand cart. It's actually got four wheels, and it's like kind of wide, and it's, he's got a handle on it. And he pushes that out. He goes. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, load her up then. And he follows you outside. Uh, and he, I assume, does a lot of the loading. He, like, without hesitating, like, grabs the, like, biggest crate and, like, sets it down. He's just, like, very, very, like, at ease, like, moving uh, any heavy cargo you may have. Uh, real quick, just because it happened, like, lightning fast. Um, a piece of gear was modified or repaired, and I assumed a fake identity. We all get two XP, and I've earned a grip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. Um, okay, so uh, uh, Duke loads everything up, uh, and then he goes, right, uh, oh, a pleasure to make your acquaintance to Kinsey and Pax. Uh, Duke Russell. Uh, Ken Charlotte, pleasure to meet you. Pleasure. Hi. Howdy, ma'am. Uh, and he uh, pushes the cart in, and... Uh, He's like, let me uh, whip up a receipt for you in case anyone uh, anyone uh, asks you anything, you know. And if you run into Daryl, you can confirm this is what you dropped off. I'll sign it. Sounds great. Appreciate it. And uh, he, like, marks it down. He's like, all right, uh, these are vegetables, I assume. All right. And he, like, tears a, a copy of the receipt and hands it to you. He goes, what'd you say your name was again, son? Sorry. Uh, ben Harris. Ben, pleasure to make your acquaintance. You gonna be in town for long? Uh, not quite sure yet. Uh, I'm just sort of getting the lay of the land. We're right. sort of headed generally. I forget. West, <laughs> east, east. <laughs> east. <laughs> sort of headed generally east, but uh, no particular. Might might stay a day or two. We're not sure yet. Well, you know, the, the terrain around here can be pretty rough, so if you need anything, feel free to browse my wares, and uh, I'll give you a fair deal on just about anything. Uh, thank you kindly. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep it in mind. Uh, and then he, he goes back around and starts, like, pushing stuff, like, back into the, uh, uh, into the back room. And leaves you to your own devices. Anything we should pick up while we're here? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm a bit low on on machinery cubes, I suppose. Mm, yeah, I, I've only got one tech cube myself. Of course, I wouldn't want to dip into your supplies. Perhaps I should pick. That does seem prudent. <laughs> yeah, there's enough stuff scattered around this general store for you to put together uh, machinery cubes and tech cubes. Um, uh. Judging by the prices on everything, uh, machinery cubes are going to run you uh, two spurs each, and tech cubes are going to run you three spurs each. 
Uh, I'll go ahead and pick up three machinery cubes. Okay. And and did did we get paid for for transporting this, or did we decide? Well, we still have to pick up the money from the saloon that she's going. No, I thought you guys did get paid. I thought he gave you guys just a few spurs. Sure. I only then... have four spurs, so I figured I'd ask. I think that may have been what you each got paid. Something along <laughs> those lines. Uh, the like money that you were given was to drop off at the saloon. Uh, uh, right. Oh, uh, yes. The fee for the Nomad Pack. Thank you. Right. And we, we turned down the lucrative um, profit sharing slash marketing contract for uh, Munson's <laughs> famous spice blends. Well, perhaps uh, with a successful advertising campaign, we could negotiate a uh, re rewriting of the contract. Do you think you could? I mean, sure, but that's be, it's, a bad, it's a bad look, Kinsey, when you say, no, I don't want to share. And then it gets big and you say, actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Montans seem like uh, fairly pleasant people, and uh, I'm sure they'll be more than fair. Depending, again, on how successfully we uh, <laughs> advertise their wares. And if we actually even get our saloon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you. Uh, so, Roland, you put a bunch of supplies on the top, uh, on the counter. Um, you said you are getting three machinery cubes? Yeah. Um, so he goes, I'll be six spurs. Uh, yeah, I had a moment. Right, he takes them. Uh, Kinsey, you were purchasing... I'll grab a tech cube, since I only have... Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, I'll be three spurs. Uh, anything yeah. for you, young miss? Uh, I don't have any money, but I've got a couple of items. Are you open to trade? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and I mean, uh, you know, I have general sundries and whatnot. I also, you know, there ain't no blacksmith in town, so I make do uh, trading for for uh uh ammo and weapons as needed uh you know whatever it is you need but what do you what do you got to offer me um i have two cubes of incendiary round and uh a low quality grapple gun okay <laughs> Uh, let me just uh, inspect those for a minute. Um, also, uh, <laughs> while I'm thinking about it, you, uh, Pax, at the beginning of the session, you were handling a vehicle, so go ahead and roll a fuel test for the truck. Yeah, I know. I was hoping you would see me. <laughs> you thought if you'd be quiet enough about it, you'd forget. Oh, no, it rolled behind the computer. Should I roll a different one? Ugh. Hi, everyone. As it, <laughs> as it lies... Uh, it was a five, so we're fine. Okay, cool. Uh, so you do not uh, you do not need to expend any fuel to keep this thing running at the end of the session. That's good because I don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we should stay in town, maybe. You said a uh, you said a low quality grapple gun and what now? Uh, and two cubes of incendiary pistol ammo. Okay. Uh, should have had my master list of supplies ready. <laughs> oh no, I've just realized I remembered I fired my last bullet last session. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he looks about, he looks at this, uh, you know, he inspects, he goes, oh, a little bit of wear and tear on this, but all uh, oh, the important parts seem functional. And oh, there's quite a lot of ammo, young miss. <laughs> and incendiary, none of that. Now, it's the same for hunting, is it? Uh, 
No, no. I, uh, I, I found, this, I found this gun, and it had this with it. Utterly ridiculous gun. If you, if you'd see it, barely usable. Well, perhaps usable by a man like you. <laughs> oh, not, not the, not the big gun. The little, the little gun. Oh yes, yes, yes. Sounds like y'all have had an interesting time getting here. Um, all of this, I could I could give you a good uh, twenty spoilers for. Oh, um, well, I need uh, a fuel cube, maybe two, if you have it, and then some machinery cubes. We ran uh, a foul of a wasset, and he kind of ate uh. half my. Tr- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, if you've got any useful wasset hide, I do have a couple of as well. I could see some useful wasset hide. I mean, you know, it's, it ain't the the uh, hardest thing to find around here, but uh, depending on uh, how much you got, how big the wasset was, uh, you know, I could I could tan that into a jacket or all sorts of things. That right, uh, was I'll, a hell of a beast, I'll tell you that. I'll take a look at that. And, uh, Miss, if you're wanting a... Uh, uh, Two fuel uh, cubes. Uh, well, uh, I could I could um, put together one machinery cube to go with it, and that'd call us about square. Okay, thank you. Cool. Uh, he uh, goes in the back and pulls out like two uh, canisters of fuel, sets them down next to the counter, and then uh, puts together supplies to make a machinery cube for you. And you go and uh, and then yeah, you have uh, you've successfully traded all those items for two. Um, regular, they're not premium, uh, fuel, just regular fuel, um, and a, uh, and a machinery cube. Uh, and Kinsey, uh, you, uh, you bring in, like, your wasset hide all, like, bundled up and everything. Um, I forget, what kind of, what kind of, like, how do we put that in your inventory? Did we say it was, uh, excellent quality? It was four standard quality as well. Four standard quality? Okay, okay. Um, uh, yeah, he looks at that and he, he goes... Yeah, well, all right. Uh, think I might be able to uh, give you something for that. It's it's a a good hide. It seems like you all ran into quite a large one out there. Um, You're not kidding. Let me just. Uh, but uh, altogether, I think uh, uh, I could give you about six spurs for this. Well, tell me what. Uh, I'll take. Can, may I take three spurs and another tech cube from you? Absolutely. Happy to yeah, trade. I appreciate that. And so, yeah, you get three spurs in your inventory and a tech cube. You uh, uh, drop off your uh, your wasset hide, um, which he uh, takes in the back and sets on uh, sets out of sight. Uh, and as he's coming back, he's kind of wiping his hands clean. He goes, anything else I can get you folks? Uh, ammo. Uh, I... In the in the rustle with the wasset, I, I I did run dry. Oh, I do have some ammo. You looking for just some standard shot? Just you know, regular bullets for a medium gun. <laughs> that I got. Uh, and he goes under the counter and pulls out uh, like a few stacks of bullets. Um, and uh, he uh, it's gonna be four spurs. Sure thing. And I'll hand him four spurs. I must say, you know, we don't get that many travelers coming uh, coming through town. Uh, we're kind of at the end of the line. Uh, 
y'all came from from Munson, so I mean, you you were coming from uh, from west. Y'all from uh, the Garden? Not originally, but uh, we may have spent some time. Well, I personally may have spent some time there. Well, y'all are obviously drifters. Uh, you might have some some trouble finding work in town, I must say, uh, which I suppose is why you won't be sticking around for too long, heading east and whatnot. Uh, but uh, yeah, this town in here, it's it's quiet, full of kind folk. Uh, not so much need for this much uh, firepower in a place like this. Oh, we didn't plan on uh, using any of it in, uh, in this fine establishment or. Didn't mean to. Didn't mean to suggest. Not anything. at all. Not at all. I can understand being worried about certain kinds of drifters out here. Believe me, you have run into a couple of uh, a couple of them myself. <laughs> uh, well, uh, for as long as you're in town, my doors are open. I'm happy to supply you for whatever uh, adventures you may go on in the territory. Well, thanks very much. <clears throat> Y'all have a nice day. You too. And he goes about, like, starting to move around some of his inventory, goes back in the shop to start, like, restocking the shelves off of what you purchased. Uh, and you step out into uh, the thoroughfare of Soldina. So and, uh, I've, I've... I was going to say, the saloon is uh, across the street into the corner. Okay. Um, so I've put um, my, like, fuel cubes in the back of the truck. And um, then I turn around with the machinery cube and I'm like, can you, can you, you guys put this car? in my, yes, <laughs> please use this to fix my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, take the cube and smash it into the car and it's healed. Oh, I don't nope, think that, that's how that, that works. That's going to deal damage to the car. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll do um, mechanics work. If I, if I can assist, I'd like to, to help you out. Yes, please. Now, if it were a flying car, would it be technology to repair it? Nope. Interesting. <laughs> uh, that's two hits from me, so that's a plus two. Oh, great. Um, that is uh, two hits. Okay. So, um... That heals up five uh, damage off the car. Um, and uh, while that's going on, you know, there's a couple people you see, like, wandering in and out. There's one person who, like, goes to the general store. just like, howdy, as uh, as he walks by. Um, and then Pax, uh, while you're watching, like, Roland and Kinsey, like, you know, uh, uh, repairing the damage of the car, um, you see movement out of, like, the corner of your eye. And uh, when you turn, you see uh, a young uh, girl, about uh, 10 years old, and she's got uh, braided pigtails, uh, is wearing a very nice, uh, kind of kind of dirtied, but like a nice-ish, like plain uh, dress. Um, her like, uh, her stockings are like a little scuffed up and torn at the knees. Um, and uh, she goes, howdy! <laughs> Hi. Y'all are new in town. We are. 
who are you? I'm Alma Burns. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, she says, giving you a little curtsy. You too. <clears throat> What's your name? It's polite to say your name when someone introduces themselves. <laughs> This is a cult. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, just because Pax is dumb about kids. Um, I'm Patty. Patty Man. Nice to meet you, Patty. And then she she like shouts over to where Roland and Kinsey are. Hi, I'm Alma Burns. That's nice. Hi. You're new in town. What are your names? Ben. Ken. Ben and Ken. Well, that should be easy to remember. Shit, I didn't hear it before, but I do now. Y'all need y'all need a, a a guide through town. I know I know everywhere. I know all the people. I can tell you everything. <laughs> Is that what you right? normally do? I mean, it's not too often that there's new people in town to show around. Nice car. Looks like you guys had some trouble, though. Did you get in a uh, fight? <laughs> we ran into a wasset. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wassets are why I can't leave. Uh, I can't go on the other side of the trench. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but... I sometimes sneak into the trench. There's no wassets in the trench. Though I'm not, so I'm not supposed to go in, but it's kind of fun. Uh, Ken, can you finish up here? I have become fascinated with what's happened on the other side of this track. <laughs> you, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll come around and like, wipe my hands off. And uh, She said you know everything about this town. Mm-hmm. I lived here my whole life. I'm All 10. Right. Tell me about that thing. <laughs> and I'll, I'll point at a random building. Mmm. <laughs> uh, that's, that's where uh, Miss Ramos lives. She's a writer. She's weird. All right. What's she write? Books, I think. Does she just stare blankly at me when I ask if she writes anything good or did I cut out? You cut out. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't hear that at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I don't get to read her books. I'm still learning. And her books are really long and they don't have any pictures. All right, all right. What about over there? Uh, that uh, is... Well, that's the saloon, and then right next to it is the uh, is the church. Uh, all right. Uh, who's uh, who's the local preacher? Well, there's two preachers. There's Mister Wells and Miss Lewis. Well, I, I see the the iconography for for Triptych. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, that that one or? that one there that one's for. Uh, um, Oh, uh, Estra, 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 Estrayan. 
That's what Miss Lewis does. My my family, we we go to the triptych sermons, but a few people in town they go to hear Miss Lewis talk. I've heard her talk a couple times. It's interesting. It has to do with the sky, and all this all the stars. Interesting. Mm-hmm. She says it's not what's in the stars. It's it's what's in you. That's what's important. I guess that probably. That probably makes sense a bit within the context of her teachings. <laughs> Anything else? You can I, I can climb into your truck and you, know, you can give me a drive around. I could point out all the people and the things. Uh, Alma, where where are your parents at? I, I don't mean to to pry. It's just it's I'm generally against uh, inviting children into my truck just sort of on the side of the road and she like kind of steps off to the side and points and behind the uh uh general store um uh is like that kind of area of town that's just a bunch of clotheslines and uh tons of like you know linens and fabrics and clothes just like hanging and um uh she she points to uh like the clothes that are kind of building she goes on the other side of all those clothes that's our house oh your folks own a laundry yeah my mama's name is Helen, and my papa's name is Peter. All right. Uh, and they, they don't mind you being the uh, the, the town greeter? <laughs> well, like I said, there's not that not that often that people come through town. Though, when the Nomad Pack comes through town, I do. I make sure that all of them know where everything is. All right. Well, uh, I don't... I'll look to, uh, to the packs and... Sort of asking as I'm saying, I don't see a problem with uh, having a tour guide as we, you know, sort of get our bearings here. Do you, Patty? Oh, um, uh, so why don't you make sure it's okay with your parents? You can ride in the truck. Oh, it's okay. I sometimes get get uh, rides around town when the Nomad Pack comes through. One of them has a motorcycle. It's really loud. But um, he has a little sidecar, and he lets me sit in it, and then I put the goggles on, and I can't see. But... Okay, that's pretty cute. Um, so, but your parents probably know the Nomad Pack, right? Mm, I suppose, yeah. The the Riveteers, they come through pretty often. Yeah. So they don't they don't know us because we're new. So they might feel like they might wanna meet us, isn't it? You said it was polite to introduce yourself and say your name. So, do you want to come over and meet my parents? They're at home right now. Mm. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> okay, this way, and then she goes uh, uh, past the general store and towards where all the uh, the clotheslines are. Wait, where are we going? I thought we were going to the saloon. <sighs> Keep up, Ken. We're meeting the laundry owners. <laughs> How do we get ourselves into these situations? 
So y'all y'all follow. She she kind of disappears into like the clothes. <laughs> uh yeah, go to the the house where her parents live, Helen and somebody. Uh Helen and Peter. Peter. <laughs> um so you follow the clothes uh, through the clothes. You can kind of hear her being like this way like and you're kind of pushing your way through. Uh and then you uh you um who's who's in the lead is it is it pax i guess yeah so pax you you pull aside um uh the uh yeah you you pull aside um uh the one of the the clothes and uh right in front of you is a is a, a naked uh man about 40 years old he's really slender um, he's got, uh, his hair's really wet and he's like drying it off with a towel and he sees you and he goes, howdy. <laughs> and he slowly moves the towel down and like puts it around his waist. Sir? <laughs> Burns, you got, you got people in the back. <laughs> and Did then. Did you see a, a kid maybe go around here somewhere oh alma yeah, yeah. Uh, i think i heard her somewhere and then she comes bursting through uh some of the clothes like uh <laughs> she's got like a scarf on that she didn't have before uh <laughs> and, and she and and uh, uh she goes howdy mr schmidt this is my new friend patty pleasure uh, to make your acquaintance howdy ringo ringo schmidt and he he shakes your hand um, and then, like, uh, he goes, uh, Alma, did you see where about your, your folks, uh, put my clothes? And, uh, uh, she, like, points over, like, and there's, like, a nice little line with, um, with some nice clothes, like, little, um, uh, like, white and black and, like, a, a little, like, apron all kind of hanging. And he just starts collecting his clothes and starts, like, putting on his clothes. Um, and at this point, Roland and Kinsey, you show up. You see I will this. pointedly look away from the naked dude. Yeah, he 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 like Roland and Kinsey. You show up, and he goes, "Oh, well, there's more, yeah." Uh, and he he's like putting on his clothes, and Alma says, "My parents are this way. Mr. Smith's not my parents." <coughs> uh, that's uh, very important information. Thank you. Uh, lead the way, Alma. He cuts hair. If you need your hair cut, he does a good job. He cuts my hair every month. Yeah, you know, I can, I can do as a trip. Where's your barbershop, Mr. Schmidt? Uh, at the saloon. Kinsey, leave the man alone. What? He's, he's, he's half-dressed, at least. So, like, <laughs> I saw him naked or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's, like, finishes, like, putting on his shirt, and he goes, uh, I, I do business over at the saloon. If you're ever interested, stop in there, ask for me, and uh, they can send for me if I'm not in. No. Uh, Apologies for uh, interrupting your bath. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, hey, uh, y'all look like you've been on the road for quite some time. They have some of the finest uh, uh, baths and ointments that uh, you could want. And he, like, points towards uh, a little bathhouse that's, like, attached to the back of the house. Mm. Um, uh, and you can see, like, there's, like, steam coming up through it. Uh, and he goes, uh, anywho, I, I do have a business to attend to. A pleasure making... I didn't catch your names, uh... Ringo Schmidt, you're you're Miss Patty. Uh, ben Harris, Mr. Harris, Ken Charlotte, and Mr. Charlotte. Uh, well, welcome to Soldina. <laughs> uh, 
and he uh, uh, goes wandering off, uh, and um, the uh, back door opens, and Alma's like, this way, and you hear, all right, all right, well, I'm going to go ahead and take a look here. What, what, what is it you want to show me? Uh, and uh, she points, she goes, I made new friends, and um, a... Doop, doop, doop. Um, about a 30-year-old man um, uh, stands in front of you. He's got clean, he's clean shaven, has like, you know, very uh, a plain brown, like clean cut hair. Um, he's wearing like a, a light blue uh, uh, work shirt and um, some, some like clean but sl slightly worn jeans. Uh, and he looks at you and goes, Howdy. <laughs> I see uh, you've been uh, introduced to Soul Dinah's one woman uh, welcoming committee. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I would call it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Peter Burns. Uh, uh, sorry if uh, she she uh, hijacked you from whatever business you had to attend to. Uh, but uh, she uh, she likes moving around the outskirts of town and spots people coming in and likes to welcome them when they show. Uh, Alma, I think your mother has some uh, uh, snacks for you to attend. I think it's about lunchtime. So go go on inside and, and talk with your mother. And I'll uh, uh, see to your friends. Okay, but I told them that I would show them around the town. Well, uh, I'm sure you will get the opportunity to do so at some point before they leave. <laughs> and uh, she goes, okay, and then, like, goes inside. And he goes, oh, I'm very sorry. Uh, uh, no, it's, it's fine. It, 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 ain't, it ain't a big deal. She is, well, uh, ten years old and already too big for this town. <laughs> uh... She wanted a ride in my truck, and I thought it was better if we asked first. Mm. Well, I, I appreciate it. She does a uh, she's she's a pretty capable young lady. She uh, uh, would have no troubles keeping her uh, arms and, and head inside the vehicle. Uh, so uh, she's been trained. We have. Um, uh, Nomad Pack comes through here every once in a while, and she she loves getting little uh, little joy rides around town in their vehicles. We don't have that many vehicles in town, so. Hmm. Anyway, I just I thought it would be polite to ask instead of just throwing a kid in a truck and hoping it was okay. I do appreciate it. If she hijacks you again, you think that that might settle her down a bit? Feel free. Uh, but uh, she will be busy a bit in there if y'all want to uh, return to your business. Uh, you staying in town for very long? Uh, not sure yet. Probably at least a night. Fair enough. Uh, well, if uh, your clothes need tending to or you want to spin in the bathhouse, uh, feel free to come on through. We got very reasonable rates. Thank you. Uh, we'll keep it in mind. Thank you very much. Could, could you clean uh, clean armor as well, you know? Is, is that part of your services? Absolutely, yeah. It's been a while, I must admit. Yeah, if you would like to drop off your armor, uh, I could uh, see to, to sprucing it up a bit. It does look quite a bit worn and a bit uh, uh, like I've seen some action. I see the, the fresher spots down here by the ribs. Um, 
Well, uh, if it, if you like to leave it here, I could uh, I could tend to it. It'd be ready for you before sundown. No, I'd appreciate that. I, I think I I think I will. All righty. And I'll take off my arm and give it to this man. But be careful of of uh, this right here. It, it, the spikes that shoot out of it. Just be careful. Good to know. <laughs> and he like sets it down gingerly. <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, what's our move to the saloon? Uh, I'll be giving the girl a joyride. For... <clears throat> I think she'll catch up with us later. I got a feeling that ain't the last we've seen of Alma Burns. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll head back through avoiding the area with the bat. The bath. I mean, the bathhouse is like basically their backyard. <laughs> So that's like, sure. that's like right where you are. So you can walk through all the clothes and end up back at the general store uh, and where your car is. And then across the street and to the corner is uh, the saloon. Great. Yeah. Head on in. All right. Um, the uh, uh, Soldina <clears throat> Saloon is um, pretty plain. It does have uh, two stories. Uh, you can see there's a little staircase that goes up and like uh, uh, what rooms there are. There's like no halls. There's just a, a like ring that goes halfway around the, the second floor of like a balcony with a few rooms set up there. Um, and the bar itself is kind of small, modest. There's a few tables. Um, doesn't look like there's any like games of chance or anything. Um, and uh, <laughs> You do see actually in a uh, in a corner like under the stairs. There's a little barber's pole with like a with like a chair and a mirror uh, and some supplies set up there. Um, Mr. Schmidt is not there right now. Uh, <laughs> oh dang, we beat him back. Uh, he must have gone somewhere else. Uh, and uh, to the side of the bar, there's a little door leading back into uh, what you assume is the kitchen, given like the noises you hear, kind of clanking of pots and pans inside, uh, and. Um, sitting uh, at a table, um, uh, brightening when you walk in is a is a gentleman with a, a guitar. He's in a about his thirties. Um, uh, he has a, a mustache and like a little goatee. Um, his hair is like you know slicked back, and he's wearing. Uh, modest but still brightly colored like uh clothing um and a little bit of like armor as well and he's uh he's like plucking at his guitar and he lights up uh when he sees you three walk in and then um behind the bar uh you see a woman who um looks pretty no nonsense she's got uh curly uh, uh black hair that's pulled back into a ponytail um she her sleeves are rolled up she's uh kind of like washing a, a plate behind the bar uh, and she, uh, glances up at you, uh, and, like, seems to immediately size you up, like, checks what weapons you have with her eyes. Uh, she sets her plate down and, like, dries her hand off. She goes, howdy. Howdy. Uh, name's Ben Harris. Uh, are you the owner here? I am Michelle Green. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, I'm sure. Great. Uh, I got, uh, uh some spurs for you on behalf of the farm ah all right uh for the nomads yes exactly all right and she reaches out her hand takes it looks through it and she goes all right and she tightens up the purse and uh stashes it under the bar and she goes i'll see to it that they get their payment uh, when they come to collect if they ever come to collect 
they uh, ain't been by recently. Uh, Daryl seemed to, the way he explained it, I came through sort of regularly. Uh, regular, yeah, once or twice a month. Uh, but uh, we keep an eye on the the LRC listings to get a sense of when they're going to come. Actually, uh, had they been on time, uh, uh, Mister Munson would have missed them by a little bit. Um, but as it stands, uh, they should have been back through town about oh four days ago, roughly. Uh, the LRC tags um, said that they checked into uh, SoftBand about a week ago, so they should have been here. Uh, but man, they're running late, I guess. You know, maybe ran into. I heard. You know, I know there was that storm. Maybe that slowed them down a bit or something. But you know, I don't know. They, they ain't here yet. So uh, lucky for Mister Munson, I suppose. Uh, do y'all need anything to drink? You need any lodgings? Hmm. Uh, I got a half-decent cook in the back if you ain't picky. I'll, I'll kind of glance around. Uh, maybe a room for the night? Yes? No? I ain't hearing objections. Yeah, a room for the night. All right, the three of you? I got, I got a place with a, a room with two bunks. Uh, Sorry, you cut out at the end there. I got a, I got a room with two bunks. Yeah, that, that's fine. All right. Uh, so that'll be a spur for the room, and uh, you want any food or drink? Um, I don't, I don't need any food or drink. Um, we've got rations, but thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the uh, Miss Berghart's no, you know, premium factory town chef or nothing, but she can do better than rations. If you change your mind, let me know. I'll uh, I'll like nudge, Kenzie. Like, can, can, what? Can the spice? Can the spice blend? Oh right, hey! <laughs> <laughs> if Miss Burghardt would be uh, at all interested, uh, we, we did. Uh, Having to purchase some very fine spice men from uh, from Daryl's youngest uh, young son Joe. It's quite excellent, and uh, perhaps you'd like to try it. Oh, Joe's trying his hand at cooking. You say? Uh, let me take a look at this spice. Uh, anything is gonna gonna help out around here. Um, and as you like start getting out, she goes, "Munson's hiring or something?" No, they were. Uh... They were kind enough to let us uh, wait out the storm in their barn, and so, you know, they they Daryl gave us some some supplies. He was, you know, we were headed this way. Figured we'd we'd do him a favor, bring it into town for him. You know, that is a nice that is a nice spice. Emma, Emma, get out here. And um, a woman in about her like you know mid to late 30s walks out um uh she's about uh you know five foot six five foot seven um broad shouldered uh, uh uh relatively fit um uh her hair is uh pulled back in a net um she's got a greasy apron on and uh, uh she steps out and goes yes miss green uh, whip me up something you mind if i take a pinch of this Mr. Uh, what was it? 
Uh, Charlotte, Ken Charlotte. Mind if I take a pinch of this? No, please take take a. Actually, if, if you could make me a, a plate as well, I'm rather famished. Oh, all right. Uh, go ahead and uh. Well, here, hold on the spur for now. Maybe we got business <laughs> to conduct here. I do appreciate that. Uh, she uh, pulls like uh, like a little. Well, I don't know how you have it. I guess it's in bags. So she like just. I, 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 I think I have a sample sack that I'm yeah. carrying around just <laughs> right. in case. She hands that over and she goes, "Whip us up something with that uh, with that spice. Let's see what you what you can do." And she goes, "Spice." Look. I mean, all right, Miss Green, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm just I'm just gonna take out my notepad real quick and just write down just like once in spice blend. It's a nice spot. And she goes, hey, uh, while you wait, you want something to drink? Uh, It wouldn't take her too long to to whip something together, but uh, make yourself at home. Uh, And then uh, the gentleman with the guitar, like, leans up to the bar, uh, and he goes... Well, I, all this talk about whether or not anyone's going to have a drink, I just can't stand it any longer. Let me go ahead and buy these fine drifters uh, uh, around for now. There's added to my tab, Miss Green. And she goes, uh, whatever you say, Bobby. Very, very kind of you, Bobby. Uh, Bobby Klein. Ken Charlotte. Bobby Klein. Very nice to meet you. I, uh, you play a fine guitar from her. Oh, thank just you. Now, you know, well, you know, I, I'm always uh, here to entertain. Uh, fine folks of Soldina occasionally make their way into this joint and enjoy themselves at my behest. Uh, well, you know, any any good saloon's got to need gonna need a uh, live music if it's gonna succeed. Uh, so, uh, if y'all uh, want, I could uh, well for uh, uh, measly spur, I could play you a few songs. Uh, I'll toss the spur down. He catches it and and uh, and pockets it, and then he's like, "All right, now l- let me tell. You, let me see. Do you want something uh, jaunty, or you want uh, a little more easy rolling?" I could do something lively myself. I don't know about my compatriots. What do you think? Hey, it's your spur, man. Love like, music lovers these two. <laughs> he's like, Brent, and then like goes, "All right," and he starts like. Singing a, a ballad about uh, Badlands Pete. Uh, yeah. um, uh, it's, a, it's a song you've heard before. Uh, it's not. It's not a Bobby Klein original. Um, uh, but uh, uh, he, you know, it's like uh, he does his own little fun twist on it. Um, uh, uh, he kind of like blends two uh, um, Badlands Pete stories together, uh, saying that instead of uh, instead of the normal story about Badlands Pete, where he climbed to the top of the punched peaks and punched the top off of the mountain, um, uh, or the other story where he uh, uh, grabbed a ball tail uh, cat by the tail and threw it up into one of the moons, um, it's that uh, he he broke the mountain as he threw <laughs> as he threw the ball tail cat into the moon, um, uh, and um, you know it's 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 pretty good. I mean it's you know it's 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 uh, whether or not it's worth a spur, uh, maybe, maybe not. But, you know, it's only one song. You said you play a few for a spur, so it's a nice jaunty tune. Nothing too courageous, nothing too bad. Uh, and he, like, finishes the song with, like, a, a dramatic str- uh, strum on the guitar and, like, lets the note hang for a second before he drops his hands on the strings to quiet it. Ah, yes, yeah, sir. Ain't that a punch in the peaks? That's a classic. I love that. Well done. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm here all the time, <laughs> and <laughs> and and 
Michelle goes, he sure is. <laughs> uh, tell me, you do do write your own, write your own tunes at all, or do you just uh, play play the classic? Well, I, I work on a thing or two. Uh, uh, well, I have uh, my own uh, recording device, and uh, when the inspiration yeah. hits me, I well, I drop a few tracks into there, and I, and uh, you know, I, I mean, I ain't. I ain't hit it big in San Cordero or anything like that, but, uh, you know, it's just a matter of time before someone hears one of my tunes and wants to give me a, a real stage. No offense, Miss Green. None taken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you have a, I don't know, what would it be a, a disc or a tape or... Oh well, I could, I could, uh, and he reaches into his jacket and like pulls out like a little, uh, a little um, case and uh, opens it up, and in it there's like these kind of um, cartridges, basically, um, yeah. these like little uh, uh, plain cartridges. They have like not like the the design work on these is not like it's not like it's not good at all. It just says like it just like says like Bobby Bobby Klein track, you know, <laughs> on it. Yeah. Uh, Bobby <laughs> Klein is all it says on it, and uh, he goes. Well, my good sir, for a good three spurs, you can get a whole 20 minutes of fine tunes. A whole 20 minutes, you say? Uh, I'll tell you what. Would be my last three spurs. Can I hear another tune before I commit to it? Well, I'll play one of the songs on the track for you, sir. All right. <laughs> he like puts his leg up on uh, on the chair and uh he plays uh uh it's a, kind of a, like a love ballad um uh and it, it, you've never heard the song before um uh he he kind of goes a little too um too little too vibrato at certain moments like he's trying to like milk every last bit of emotion out of like not that great of lyrics um uh but basically it's like it's kind of like the equivalent of listening to like uh like a the Western equivalent of like an in sync like love ballad, <laughs> like, Amazing. where it's like a, it's like a bit campy, but like he has fun with it, and it's it's it gets stuck in your head more than it is good. <laughs> <laughs> he like repeats the same, like he has like he follows the patterns to make it kind of like stick in your head. <laughs> and, oh, and he too. It and he goes, "Thank you, thank you." Uh, Quite a quite a woman broke my heart not too long ago, and well, that just came out of me. Yeah, happens to the best of us. Unfortunately, not all of us are quite as talented as you. No, oh, yeah. I'm sure you have uh, your own talents, uh, drifters such as yourself. Maybe, perhaps one or two. Uh, these drinks are just sitting here, my friend. Come on, come come to the bar and join us. All right, and uh, did you want to go ahead and he like slides the track over to you? <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. If I acquire a playing device before leaving town, you said you're here all the time. I sure am. I promise you, if I can, if I can put something together, I'll pick up one of your cartridges. Pleasure to hear it, sir. Uh, and he he takes the the cartridge, puts it back in the case, closes it, slides it in his bag, and he goes. Now, of course, what kind of uh uh. Musician would I be if I was not to listen to the tales of drifters such as yourself to inspire ballads? I mean, how do you think Badlands Peak got started? It wasn't me. I want to be clear, it wasn't me. I don't want to I thought it was just him being Badlands Peak. But the story's got to spread. 
Tell me the story of Mr. Charlotte. <laughs> well, what a story it is. Uh, you know, I used to be quite the quite the gentleman back in <laughs> A trapper, a master trapper, all over uh, the Badlands and the Garden, and he'll pretty much uh, spend the next 30 minutes uh, telling all of the exploits, uh, leaving some of the details, perhaps, out, following Roland's lead. Uh, I think Roland probably every once in a while, and when Kinsey gets a little too close to the <laughs> <an elbow> and... <laughs> and so he, he veers it away, but he'll basically tell him uh, pretty much everything that's happened. So <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, you get interrupted partway through um, as the uh, as the cook brings out um, uh, some meats with the Munson spice on it, and um, uh, Michelle uh, says. Not to interrupt this lovely spin in a yarn, uh, but uh, shall we? And uh, she like takes a bite of the jerky, night chews on it. She goes, "It's got a nice kick to it." She takes another bite out of it. She goes, "Miss Berghart, I do believe this is the best meal you've ever made me in the in the eight years of service you've had." <laughs> Mr. Mr. Charlotte, is it? I would I would love to buy some of this spice off of you. Anything to to give us something interesting to eat from time to time. Cool. And, and Emma and Emma's like, well, and I don't think that's necessarily fair, Miss Green. She goes, hush up. <laughs> it is excellently prepared. I mean, it's not all the spice. You're quite a quite a talent, am I? Uh, and and she goes, thank you, sir. And she goes, cool. Very, very polite of you to say, Mr. Charlotte. Uh, so, how, what, what's the asking price for uh, uh, for a, a bag of this here spice? It, yes, Ben. What is uh, what is the price? Well, my business manager, Ben Harris. Yeah, I, I, I keep track of the books. You see, um, for uh, I suppose. We could part with one bag for, I'll call it even three spurs. But but I, you know what? On account of you know we're just getting started, trying to get the word out, and give it to you for two, and uh, you tell folks uh, who come on through, months and spice plans. Uh, you know, spread the word. Uh, go ahead and roll a manipulate test. Uh, am I dressed to impress? Yeah. <laughs> the correct answer is always. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you look kind of drifter-esque, and she also looks a little driftery. Um, <laughs> That's such a good roll. <laughs> uh, you are up against a nine. Okay, I have five net hits. Jeez. I rolled a 6, a 13, a 13, a 13, and a 14, which exploded into a 12. Uh, so, yeah, you say you like, uh, you like say all that, and she goes, trying to spread the word about old Mun uh, Joe Munson and uh, his spouse. Well, hey, uh, if you want me to uh, start maybe getting the word out on this, I'm going to need some extras to get a sample. So how about I buy uh, two off of you, and we'll say five spurs. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's a great deal right there. That's what I say. <laughs> she shakes her hand on it, takes two of them. 
and uh, I, think, I think that's such a good deal. I take a moment and check the math in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think she did it because she did the math wrong? She just figured she just like threw out a like a good. She didn't try to haggle, <laughs> like right? No, no, I know. I'm just like, wait, is that? No, that's a really good deal. I should do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can mark off two of your bags are gone. Uh, two of your bags of spices are gone, uh, and you get five spurs. Uh, I'll uh, split it amongst my compatriots. I think I'll give two to, uh, to Roland and one to Pax, because I think Pax has done the least work. <laughs> <laughs> We were doing so good. Well, he didn't say it, I don't think. <laughs> I, know, I didn't say it out loud. I actually give it to him and I said, is this fair? <laughs> Why don't you keep it and help me fix up the truck? Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Uh, I suppose I don't... Well, I don't have three. Two. Oh, I think I actually, yeah, I miscounted. Two, two, two. Yeah, right. So, sure. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Kinsey, you get three. Roland, you get two. Uh, and um, uh, and then Emma goes back into the kitchen with the spices. Um, you continue your conversation with uh, Bobby Klein, um, uh, who is just like hanging on every word, and he is like, "What happened next?" No, <laughs> like every every like at every appropriate moment, he's like, "And then what do you say?" No! <laughs> uh, we thought we were going to be ambushed by, you know, whoever attacked the people in the walker, but it turned out it was actually two bull-tailed cats. Can you believe it? Two bull-tailed cats? Two of them. Yeah, you got to have a few scars to go with that. No, well, I showed him one of my scars. He goes, oh, I got this one from falling down real bad the other day. <laughs> oh, wow, that's quite, quite, a, quite a bad one. Must have been at least a stitch. <laughs> Uh, and that goes on for uh, a decent amount of time. Too um, long. It goes on for too yeah, long. Yeah, <laughs> rolling impacts probably for you too. It goes on too long. Uh, but Kinsey has made. Uh, Kinsey's just entertaining Bobby, and Bobby is entertaining Kinsey. <laughs> um, uh, rolling impacts. What are you doing while Kinsey is uh, telling tales? Uh, I don't know what like on a macro scale I'm trying to accomplish, but on a micro scale, I'm seeing like how far away I can scooch my stool down this bar for they notice that I ain't in the conversation anymore. <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're not paying you any mind, Roland. A couple more people do come in because you guys are, like, Kinsey and Bobby are making enough of a, uh, of a ruckus that a couple more people, like, wander into the saloon and they're, like, paying attention. And then, uh, you know, Bobby seems to know them and is, like, you know, every once in a while, Kinsey, you say, like, you start telling, like, a story and he, like, just puts a little track behind what you're saying. <laughs> Kinsey loves this. He relishes it. Yeah, Kinsey, go ahead and roll, um... It can be either blend or manipulate, um, uh, and we'll call it. You'll have a, a you'll have a plus two for soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. All right, that's a success. You got one, one success. Yes. One. Nice. 
So yeah, it's it's going it's going well. People are like entertained. That's like it seems like some of them are like, oh, Bobby, you know, he's always here. He's always being all crazy. But like ultimately, like you know, they are enjoying themselves. They seem to find your company uh, 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 fun, even if they're not like hanging on your every word. Um, and at a certain point, you do see uh, Ringo Schmidt uh, enter the bar, um, and uh, somebody else, like somebody who was at the uh, at the bar, like, kind of stands up and goes over and sits in the barber chair. He's like, can you just kind of clean it up a little bit for me, Schmidt? Uh, yes, sir. And, uh, uh, starts trimming that guy's beard a little bit. Uh, Roland impacts. Roland, you've scooted all the way to the end of the bar at this point. No one's paying attention <laughs> to you. Once Roland has gotten, like, a full, like, seat away, uh, I just get up and, and leave. Um, I'm gonna head out to the LRC station. Sure. Just oh, oh. to, to send that info. If we're not gonna make a game out of it, it ain't really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll go I'll head out with, with Pax. Okay. Uh so uh as uh as you two go over to the LRC tower, you you do have to walk by uh the triptych uh uh church and um as you do you see um there's uh, a man there, he seems to be tending to, like, um, a little garden with some flowers in it. Um, uh, you know, like, kind of like some desert flowers and some cacti um, uh, that kind of flank the steps leading up to the front doors. Um, he is wearing a, a dark gray uh, trench coat with a high collar. Um, and you can see on, uh, on like, the back, like, the, the, the sun kind of shining off of the, like, the golden uh, uh, triptych triangle symbol on his back. Um, he's, uh, he's got, um, like dark brownish skin, um, his head's almost completely shaved. It's kind of a buzz cut. Um, uh, and, uh, he has just like the faintest little bit of like a, a thin, like kind of goatee. Um, uh, and he looks up to you as you walk by and he goes, howdy. Uh, I, I, for, I forget like what's the correct, like title to address the the preachers by in the triptych faith father um father or or preacher uh, preacher or if you're uh if you're more from like the um like markham's landing uh or san cordero areas of the badlands sometimes you say padre sure that uh, howdy father father uh, he he uh, like if you if you give him any inclination that you don't want to like have any further conversation with him he doesn't seem to uh, to like if you just keep stride like he just like that's all it is if you stop it all then he'll engage you in conversation you can just like read that on him on Roland okay. he's without having to roll Roland you can tell he is there for conversation if you want but he's also pl- happy to just, water his plants this is just a polite gentleman trying to keep an eye on his community <laughs> seems like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, um, uh, Father, do you, do you, if you wouldn't mind, do you have services every night or not every night? Nights? Twice a week. There is a service tonight, though, if you're interested in joining, we'd love to have you. Uh, mm. Elliot Wells at your service. Patty. Pleasure to meet you, Patty. Welcome to Soldana. Thank you. Ben Harris, pleased to meet you. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, Mr. Harris. Will you be joining us tonight as well? 
No pressure, of course. Uh, uh, doors are always open, as I say. Uh, you know, maybe. I should, who's to say? Well, we'd be happy to have you if you feel up to it. Is there uh, uh, anything y'all be needing? Uh, I'm sure at this point you met old uh, Alma Burns, unless she's uh, uh, distracted. Oh no, we we met the welcoming committee. Surprised to see uh, to not see her on your heels. Now she was definitely steered towards lunch by her father. Hmm. He does have some experience in that. Well, uh, uh, of course, our town is yours to enjoy while you're here. Uh, and if you have any questions or need any assistance of any kind, I am at your service. Thank you. And he, like, nods and then uh, goes over to, like, the other uh, plants and starts tending to them. Uh, I didn't realize you were observant. Sometimes. All right. You know, Kenzie's having that guy write songs about Ken Charlotte, right? Yeah. <laughs> and not Kenzie McCharlotte, though. Yeah. He's not going to be able to use that name for very much longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe he. Maybe he can't. Maybe. Maybe he can become a tall tale. Like Badlands Pete, though his exploits are not Badlands Pete esque. Also, Bad Badlands Pete is like an amalgamation of like a bunch of different people, so it's not like a real person. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> he's he's a tall tale. He's a mix of a bunch of different people's exploits no one punched the peaks off of the punched peaks they just grew that way <laughs> i don't know patty i studied a lot when i was at university no that you didn't natural. i don't you didn't even go to university <laughs> i i extremely did go to university i don't believe you <laughs> no I, I did where's your diploma what's the name on it well, the name on the diploma <laughs> don't really matter. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I was not allowed to keep it after um, the Troubles, but uh, I earned it fair and square. Yep, you definitely went. You definitely got a diploma, and it was definitely in your name, and it definitely exists somewhere. Uh, uh the the only thing I would amend is it is in the name I was using at the time. Everything else you just said is correct. <laughs> I guess I don't know about the last one. They might have shredded. <laughs> um, so you make it to the uh, to the spot where the the two thoroughfares meet. Uh, there's like the the eastern thoroughfare that goes like from like the uh, southern the southeastern part of town to the northeastern part of town. Uh, you're on like the uh, the one that runs from the west to uh, to the east. It connects, and um, at the other end of that little like um, intersection is the LRC tower. Uh, you can tell from a distance it doesn't have an operator. Um, uh, it's just uh, automated. It, you know, it's. I wouldn't say it's like worse for wear, but you know the the lack of an operator shows on on many LRC towers, especially one this kind of remote. 
Um, uh, it looks like, you know, a couple of this, one of the screens is like down. Um, uh, but you're able to, to walk over to it. Uh, no problem. There's no one there right now. Um, however, as you make your way to the LRC tower, I would like you both to roll an observe test for me. Uh, we'll put you both at a minus two. Uh, is it because of sight penalties? No, it's because you're distracted. You're talking to each other. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I have very good vision. <laughs> at a minus two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got one hit. That's a set. Okay. I got two hit. Um, high is a six. Okay. Um, so, uh, Roland, you you notice um, uh, as you're walking, you both kind of like are talking, glancing around town as you do, and um, uh, you both end up looking uh, to the south down the down the thoroughfare there to the edge of town. Uh, Roland, you see like a little bit of dust. Uh, in the distance, um, maybe like a, a vehicle on the way or maybe multiple vehicles on the way, you're not sure. Um, Pax, uh, you look to the south, um, uh, you see that same kind of dust cloud kicking up south of town, um, and you can tell it, it's coming from uh, one vehicle um, uh, that uh, is, is approaching town relatively fast. It's not like a whole Nomad uh, pack, definitely, because you, it's, it's definitely only one vehicle. It's not enough dust for a whole pack. Um, but you do see like uh, a vehicle is rushing its way to town from the south. Hmm. You see that? Yeah, that ain't coming in awfully quick. Do I own binoculars? Nope. You can make some if you have a thingamabopple. I can make a bundle of binoculars. <laughs> They're not, it's not a consumable item. <laughs> make one. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I feel fine about getting out of later. I would like to convert one of these cubes into a binocular. Right. Yeah, you can turn a machinery cube into a set of binoculars. Um, so you like see that and you're like, huh? And you like pull it, you go into your supplies, and you find like, you know, a few things, you kind of put them together and get them, and you're like, all right, let's see how this goes. And uh, you look, and uh, yeah, uh, through your binoculars, you can see it's definitely one vehicle. It's a car. Um, uh, it's It seems pretty modified. Uh, definitely, like, it's it's driven a lot. It's, like, very worn. It doesn't have, like, a fresh paint job or anything like that. Um, it's it's very bare. Um, uh, not quite like a, a, a Jeep. It's, it's very square in shape, heavily armored, it looks like. Um, but it is very fast. Um, you can't quite see the driver. Um, the... Uh, uh, the front windshield has um, uh, some metal slats uh, that make it so you can't quite see inside. Uh, definitely enough space in between them for a driver to have a pretty good range of view, uh, but also to provide some protection along the way, it seems like. Um, and it is uh, still approaching town very fast. And actually, at this point, you can start to hear like the the faint dis- uh, engine in the distance uh, kind of rumbling, uh, uh, doing a lot of work. Now, if I, I mean, if I didn't know better, I'd say a nomad battle wagon is coming in hot to this small town. If you want to okay. take a look. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So, uh, Pax, you you look through, you see the same thing, and then you uh, you're kind of looking down the south road, and you're and uh, you got two hits on observe. So you're um, with the aid of the binoculars, your like vision kind of like pans uh, down and to the right a little bit, and you see the front door of the of the Burns's house open up, and Alma uh, comes rushing out because she seems to have heard the engine. Uh, and like she's looking, uh, she's like kind of making her way towards the bridge uh, uh, to greet this uh, this approaching car. <laughs> oh man, um, I'm gonna. You know what? Um, yeah, so I shove the binoculars back into into. Um, Roland's like chest and I start lightly jogging toward <laughs> Elma. Sure. <laughs> like just like, oh no. So you start you start jogging and uh you see she's she's run up and she's like whatever like her, her like napkin that she had for her meals she has in her hand, she's like waving it above her head. Um uh and uh you as you're like starting to make like kind of a light jog, you realize like that car's coming in really fast it doesn't look like it's slowing down and you think maybe you should pick up the pace and i'm gonna need you to roll an athletics test for me okay um we'll call it at a minus two because it is quite a it's like a small town but it's still a decent distance you're trying to close uh as you see this this pending catastrophe on the way did you say it was at a minus at all a minus two sorry minus two (laughs) i i think as she shoves the the binoculars back to me i'm like Oh, oh no. I I can't do anything. I'm not going to get there in time. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, actually, that's not true. I can. Uh, I will no. shout. Ms. Burns! Uh, I can use that tour. <laughs> use motivational speaker to to roll an assist on this. Nice. <laughs> it's a very good roll. That's a very good roll. It's an extremely good roll. You can roll athletics at a plus five. Nice. Wow. Okay. Uh. I have four hit. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, Roland, you shout like Miss Burns, Alma. I could use that to her, and uh, she's like waving uh, a thing over, and she seems to like hear your voice cut through. Pax, you've picked up the pace. You're full on running now, uh, and she turns back and sees you running towards her, uh, and she like she's like smiling, and then she looks a little confused and like almost like a little bit scared, Pax, as she's not hundred percent sure. And like you see behind her, that car is rushing right up on her, and uh, she goes, "Miss Patty," and then you like leap and grab her and like slam to the side and roll, and the wheels zoom right by your head. Um, as you do, um, uh, it like, uh, like the re- Roland, you can see the wheels just barely don't fall off the side of the, um, uh, of the bridge as they cross 
into town. And then there's uh, Pax, you're tucked with uh, with Alma, and she's wrapped her arms around you because she like immediately was like something's up and just like you know jumped up when you reached out for her. Uh, you grabbed her, rolled over, um, and you hear a crashing sound. And Kinsey, uh, you're sitting there telling tales in the in the saloon, uh, and and Bobby is like getting to a point, and it's like a little bit of an escalation on the guitar. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, and then there's <laughs> outside. You hear you hear the uh, a loud bashing sound and some screams. Um, and one of the one of the houses on the uh, across the street from uh, from the laundry uh, has the car smashed into it, uh, and you can finally hear the engine starting to like cool down a little bit, and like the tire, which is still spinning, it's kind of like lodged up in the house. The tire is still spinning, uh, but it's starting to slow down a little bit. And you see within this house, there's a bunch of like shattered, like there were like shelves of like pottery that are like shattered, and like there's okay. also um, some uh, uh, paintings on easels that are like knocked down and broken. Uh, uh, Kinsey definitely immediately leaves the saloon and the track. Cool. Uh, there's like you rush out and everyone else is kind of frozen, and then like a second, like a second or two after you run out, like Bobby like starts running after you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you okay, Alma? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Okay, you go run inside. Okay. Okay. And she okay. gets up and rushes inside. Her parents are already at the door. They see you on the ground, like, letting go of Alma. She, like, scrambles up. She goes, Mom, Dad, the truck! Or, like, the car! And, like, rushes in. And, like, she, like, you know, her, her mother, like, hugs her. Uh, and you stand up, Pax, and you see this car slammed into the side of the building. Um, uh, and uh, there's, like, a shout coming from inside. Uh, a woman a woman kind of screaming. Hmm. Uh, gonna run over there. Same. I'm so athletic. Uh, so Kinsey, oh, you get you get to the cro- the crossroads, uh, and you see Roland ahead of you <clears throat> rushing towards this house that has a, a car slammed into the side of it. Pax is already climbing into the rubble. Uh, Pax, you see, kind of like against the wall, like shouting, is this uh, this woman who's about uh, forty. Uh, years old roughly uh she's uh pretty short like about like five foot one ish um uh and she's just like holding like a a, a paintbrush like it's like a lifeline and is like <laughs> and then like a door opens up and uh and a man in about his uh his sixties um uh like opens up the door and he's like what the hell Whoa, whoa, whoa! And he like grabs her and pulls her back, and is like, "What the hell? What is this?" He shouts at you as you're like uh, at yeah. the at the car. I'll be like, "Get out of the building!" They do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, as the, as they do, like the woman's like, "What? Who the hell are you?" And he he's like, "Get out of the building!" <laughs> and, like and, and like drags her out as she's about to start like accosting you with her paintbrush. <laughs> Snap that paintbrush in two um uh, is there a person i mean there's a person in here right are they dead uh yeah oh, what if there's not so you you uh, <laughs> uh pop the door <laughs> open and you see a, a a dead body um uh in the uh front of this car kind of smashed up against the steering wheel um wearing a a, a like a a blue denim like jacket with like some armoring on like the elbows and like the shoulders uh and um uh like 
uh, denim like pants, high boots. Um, uh, he's got a, a like red, a bloodied like red and white um, uh, handkerchief like tied around his uh, his his uh, neck. It looks like, um, and he's just smashed up against the uh, uh, smashed up against the steering wheel. You can see there's an arrow sticking in the back of his neck. Um, is there anybody else in the car? No, just that guy. Okay. Um, I guess I'll get him out. Sure. If he's dead. I don't, I mean, I guess I can't tell, but like medically. I mean, you he can kind of tell. He's, yeah, he's very dead. He looks looking. dead. <laughs> uh, so you Close. grab him and you start dragging him out of the car. That's, that's when Roland gets there. And a few seconds later, Kinsey gets there. Both of you get there and, uh, uh, Pax is pulling, a uh, a. a dead man out of this uh car which the uh it seems like uh the gas is no longer being given to the car the the wheels are starting to like quiet up a little bit looks like the engine has kind of died at this point from the impact into the house Uh, Uh, there's a bit of a crowd starting to form outside can kinsey get through the crowd yeah yeah yeah. you 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 push through you got you got there you're kind of like at the beginning of the crowd i think kinsey's going to to run up to the body and try to uh get the arrow out of the back of his neck without uh, breaking off the arrowhead. Sure. Um, you can do that. I won't make you... There's no role for that. Sure. You can... Uh, Pax is holding him and you can kind of get your hand on no. on his neck and like slide the arrow out. It's a very fine-tipped arrow. Um, mm. The the head of which is made out of like a, a... almost like an obsidian-like stone, but it's slightly seat transparent, like bright enough light, like directly holding it in front of the sun. You can kind of see through. Uh, slightly mm. the light will will pass through. Um, uh, and, uh, and then like, yeah, it's, it looks like, a uh, a nice, like crafted, um, no, no like metal or anything like that. The, the fletching seems, uh, naturally, um, produced. It's not like, you know, like factory made or anything. Um, I, it, this is an art and pottery studio or was, right? Yeah. It seems like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Cool. The so there's of culture in Soldina. <laughs> so I'm going to grab, um, like a, a sheet off of like the 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 drying pots um hopefully they don't just all crash or if they're on if there's one on the floor ease that's easily grabbable I'll yeah. just do that um and i'll just put it like over the body before i like pick it up and i guess i'm gonna take it to the triptych church because he's well dead. so you you step out of the house with this body wrapped up in cloth kinsey you're holding the arrow in your hand um roland what are you doing i don't know <laughs> it seems handled i'm available to jump in when inevitably someone must calm the people i mean there's the people are like terrified they're shouting they're like is everyone okay and then someone's like where's where's kyle jr where's kyle jr i'm right here i'm right here paul and like uh and like the crowd is like people are starting to rush the house they seem like they're gonna try and get involved um you can see on the other side of the crowd um uh, uh the the preacher uh wells uh trying to make his way through the crowd but the crowd is all trying to get involved and like kind of rushing in uh to where pax and kinsey are to see what's going on sure i'll, I'll sort of step in front hey hey, hey 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 it's over it's done there ain't nobody in the house no more uh the, the car is stopped people are safe ain't nothing to do here yeah i get and you know it's your town i can't tell you to leave but like you don't need to go into this dangerous house near this wrecked car sure uh i'll let you roll um uh yeah manipulate uh at a minus five 
Is it a minus five? Yeah. Uh, you're up against an eight. Uh, I got one net hit. Okay, so uh, like you stopped the crowd from like like crowding the house, and and like Kinsey and Pax are starting to, like have a, a way to get out of the house now. Like people aren't swarming them, um, and you've got it, and everyone's like attention is on you, and someone's like, "Who the hell are you? Yeah, who the hell is he?" And then Alma's like, "I almost died." <laughs> yeah, focus on that. That's crazy. <laughs> And uh, um, uh, the breaking through the crowd, uh, Elliot Wells uh, approaches you, uh, and he goes, "Is everyone all right?" Oh well, uh, yes and no. Uh, uh, and the folks in the the pottery studio are fine. The driver is, I'm eighty five percent sure deceased. Lola, Kyle, Kyle Junior. And uh, uh, they like they're like oh here here father here and he goes all right and Alma uh, Alma's okay yeah Alma's uh, I almost uh, died <laughs> <laughs> but then Patty saved me she was like really fast <laughs> he goes all right that's that's good um what what, <laughs> what is that uh, yeah uh uh, uh Patty, uh, uh, to, to the church. We'll, we'll go to the church. Everyone, everyone, it's going to be okay. He kind of stands up there next to uh, next to you, Roland. Uh, he's like, everyone, it's it's going to be okay. Uh, we're we're going to get to the bottom of this. Um, uh, let me uh, and um, and Mr. Russell take a look at at this injured man. Uh, uh, this is this is Mr. Um, Harris and and uh. uh Patty and they they are here to help their drifters passing through town. We will we will uh, how about everyone meet at the church in in 20 minutes time and we'll 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 talk about this, all right? For now, let me let me see what's happening. Uh and then uh through the crowd you hear uh uh Michelle Green shout, "Here the father, break it up. Everyone free drinks at the saloon. We'll wait for we'll wait for 20 minutes and see what's going on." And everyone's like, "Oh, free drinks! <laughs> Twenty minutes of free drinks! All right!" And so they they start making their way there, and then uh, you notice that Michelle uh, doesn't go with the crowd. She kind of splits off uh, and walks with uh, the father towards where uh, uh, Pax and Kinsey are. Um, uh, and uh, and then another another woman also like departs from the crowd. Um, she's, uh, in about her fifties, um, she's wearing, um, a very, like, plain flowy clothing, um, uh, and, uh, she has, like, some tattoos you can see creeping up her neck, uh, and her hair is, um, not entirely unkempt, but, um, isn't really, like, pulled back or anything, it just kind of, like, hangs on the side of her head, uh, and she, uh, she joins uh, Father Wells, um, and he goes uh, to the church. Yes. Either yeah. way, yeah. And then you guys basically kind of walk behind the crowd as the crowd moves to the saloon. They go off to the saloon, which is right next to the church. And then uh, the three of you and uh, Michelle Green, Father Elliot Wells, and this other woman uh, step into the triptych church. 
Um, it's set up for a triptych sermon right now, so it's got um, several pews and an elevated pulpit. Um, you can see there's like a beautiful like stained glass uh, uh, like triptych um, epitaph like behind uh, uh, right behind where the pulpit is, uh, and then on uh, flanking on either side of the pulpit, there's these uh, these beautiful like uh, stained glass like um, uh, like it looks like stars and constellations and like swirling cosmic energy. Um, and, uh, as you walk in, uh, Wells points to the, uh, uh, gestures to the woman walking with you and goes, um, this is Gwendolyn Lewis. Uh, she is the, uh, Australian, uh, Australian, uh, uh, preacher in town. Um, uh, and then like a moment later, the door opens up behind you and, uh, the large frame of Duke Russell, uh, comes, uh, comes through. And... Where was he five minutes ago to carry this body? <laughs> <laughs> and he comes in and he goes, What happened? Well, uh, Carr, uh, was, uh, I imagine he probably weren't dead when he was driving, but with the dying man, uh, rolled through town, crashed into your wonderful pottery and painting, uh, conservatory he goes <laughs> the douglas house uh, i think he may have done us a favor and <laughs> and uh uh father wells goes duke <laughs> <laughs> he goes why well, what just trying to lighten the mood uh, <laughs> and uh, uh father wells turns to you and uh uh he goes well let's see the body what do you have there uh sir who is he is this gentleman with you uh, yeah, this is Ken. He's he's with us. Pleasure. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, you kind of set down the body on a pew. You open it up, and, uh, uh, um, like, Russell, like, Duke Russell goes, Rrr. and, uh, 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 Mother uh, Lewis goes, oh, uh, <laughs> as there's, the, like, the smashed face of this person laying on there, and, uh, uh, Fa Father Wells goes, this is a riveter, a riveteer. Mm. You can tell the uh, any like gestures to like the the bandana around his neck and like uh, he goes this uh, this is their their marking. They all have these kind of bandanas. Uh, he came into town. You think he wasn't dead when he arrived? Well, it would be very impressive for him to have driven as far as he, quickly as he did while dead. Why do you you think he was dying? Uh, on account of the arrow that uh, my friend Ken there is holding, uh, that I do believe came out of that fella's head. Uh, Mother Lewis uh, uh, takes the arrow, uh, if you let her, and she looks at it, and then she like exchanges meaningful glances with um, Father Wells, and uh, Duke Russell uh, goes, Is that thing Ophidian? And... Uh, Father Wells goes, I'm sure this is a misunderstanding. And uh, Duke goes, The hell is the Ophidian clan shooting our nomad pack for? And he goes, We don't know that's what happened, uh, Duke. We, we we don't know anything yet. And uh, he goes, Hey, if they're, if they're sending us dead nomads from uh, uh, with arrows in their heads, this sounds like... Like maybe they're they're done doing business with us, uh, and uh, he like starts getting a little uh, riled up, and then uh, 
Mother Lewis goes, uh, Duke, this, this poor soul is obviously past. Can you please assist me in, in, uh, in bringing him back to the grove? Uh, perhaps we can begin preparing for his burial, at least, so you can help me tend to the body. And he goes, he like is about to say something, and he kind of looks at her, and he goes, yes, Mother Lewis. And uh, scoops up the body and starts like walking out. I'd like to take the arrow back and uh, see if I can <clears throat> glean anything from it. I don't know if I've heard of uh, the Ophidian clan. Yeah. Like, I want to verify, perhaps, the story, if I can. Yeah. Um, I think it's... I'd let you roll survival at a minus two, um, which, cool. given your uh, your traveled explorer or whatever the town experience is. Traveler. Experienced traveler. Uh, <laughs> uh, that kind of just like washes out so you can just roll normal survival or uh, you could roll connections. Um, yeah, I'm going to roll survival. But I think connections is actually probably also at... No, yeah. No, connections is at a minus two also. Um, I have at least one of those skills. Can I... I feel like Kinsley's probably got it, but like, yeah, if can you, I help? Well, if you want to roll at a minus two, yeah. All right. I'm rolling survival. I don't know if that. Well, I, I ain't rolling survival. <laughs> <laughs> Connections at a minus two. How far do my tendrils reach? Pretty far. <laughs> uh, that's three hits on connections. All right, it's a plus three for you, Kinsey. Yeah, perfect. Well, that is three successes. Okay. Um, so uh, you've heard of uh, the Ophidian clan. It's one of the, the Western tribes uh, in the Badlands. Um, they uh, kind of serve under the dominion of the of the Copper Claw um, tribe, which is the largest Western tribe. Um, you know that uh, they... Um, they are at, like active in this region. Um, uh, you know that they are um, they live uh, like within canyons. You actually uh, recall like you're like well yeah actually we're about right like the uh, to the south of of town is uh, the Snake Eye Canyons and um, they um, uh, the the Ophidian clan lives in kind of that that like in it's like a it's an intertw like a almost like a, a labyrinth of like extremely like deep and wide like canyons and the uh, the ophidian clan operates within there um uh i feel like that part specifically is my contribution to this role ophidian clan snake eye canyon's not too far that makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and uh and the other things you know is um uh, like the the western the the tribes of the western badlands are are known to be a little more martial than the tribes of the the eastern badlands um not in so far as they like you know like wage battle or anything like that but like where the eastern badlands tribes kind of um uh, are more cerebral and and a little more spiritual uh their connection to nature being kind of like internalized and and like uh, co uh co contemplative um uh the uh western tribes they kind of um connect with nature by like uh by like you know overcoming it they live in like harsher areas uh they hunt a lot more um and that's like these arrowheads are are like a staple of um 
of the Ophidian clan. Though one thing you notice, uh, Kinsey, because you rolled three hits, is that this is uh, this isn't a hunting arrow of the uh, of the Ophidian clan. Um, this is the kind of arrow they use to protect themselves from uh, people who mean to do them harm. Um, uh, these these kind of like sharper tipped and often poisoned arrows um, uh, are not what they use for hunting. Um, uh, it's kind of like the, the stone that is chosen for the arrowhead is, has a, a bit of a ceremonial like effect to it. Um, and so like you, you would, you would know that this, uh, at least what you'd be able to rule out like hunting accident for this. Um, um, but it also, um, uh, strikes you, it's, it strikes you as a little weird because they don't like, they don't, you know, strike out against people like for no reason. Um, but like, you don't know what the nomads pack, uh, the nomad packs like relationship is with the Ophidian clan. Um, right. but as you think that, uh, Wells, uh, speaks up and he goes, um, Yes, the the there is um, the Ophidian clan uh, resides south of here um, in the Snake Eye Canyon, but we've always had uh, an extremely pleasant relationship with them. Uh, they they uh, uh, well, for one thing, the our relationship with them is is minor compared to the relationship between them and the Riveteers. The Riveteers uh, uh, befriended the Ophidian clan long ago to. Uh, uh, be shown quick passage through the canyons and um, they often trade with each other and very more often than not the uh, the Ophidian clan will you know have the, no the the nomads deliver goods to town I I can't I can't imagine that there's there's something this doesn't add up it doesn't make any sense they they are not uh a vengeful people they are are kind and and uh generous uh to those that um that respect them could the riveteers have had a change of heart i mean uh, i know some nomad packs tend to get rougher around the edges if they change leadership or something so i don't see why they would i mean the they have a very good deal with the with the ophidian clan if it if it weren't for the Ophidian clan, I mean, they, they were the Riveteers, it would take them a whole half a week or longer to, to get back to town. Um, they, they cut, you know, you know, about that much time off of their trip traveling through the canyon. It would, wouldn't make any sense for them to, to make that territory dangerous for them. I don't know why they would would move against the Ophidian clan at all. It's very profitable. Oh. I mean, their, their yeah. poisons and arrows are, are, are rarer in the areas where the Riveteers go, so they mm. uh, surely make good profit off of that. Well, should I... Uh, are we sure that this man is, in fact, a Riveteer? I mean, is there anybody who could verify, recognize him from the clan? I, I, I don't know how badly his face is damaged. Uh, I I didn't recognize him. I didn't get too good a look at the face. I mean, it, I suppose, yeah, it's possible that. I mean, if the if the Ophidian shot this man, I I'm sure they had good reason. But also, I don't see why the nomads would would do. And then why would he come here? Sure. Well, I seem to recall Miss Green mentioning that uh, her tears were. More than a few days late. Yeah, I mean, you are right. They they should have been in town, you know, four or five days ago. It seems there's uh, something going on. 
down in Snake Eye Canyon that warrants investigation. That's what I'm hearing. Yes, is there a local marshal or sheriff that's take on the job? My God, Ken. Mm. <laughs> no, um, we we don't have. We don't have a marshal. We don't have a, a sheriff. Uh, we don't even have a mayor. I mean, it's between me and uh, uh, Miss Green. Uh, he says, like gesturing to Michelle, who's just kind of been sitting there quietly watching. Um, it's between me and Miss Green to keep uh, keep things in order around here. And uh, she nods at that and says, "Well, seems to me uh, we got some drifters on hand." Sounds like a job for drifters. That was sort of my thought exactly. I say pointedly, it can. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Father Wells sits there for a second. He goes, uh, I, we wouldn't have much to offer you in, in payment. Um, I could see what the town's willing to scrounge together. Uh, if uh, If you don't mind if um we'd take that whatever could be salvaged from that car uh he like sits there upon her for a second and then like almost as if like impatiently uh with him like thinking it through like uh uh michelle green goes yes of course yes <laughs> <laughs> that seems that seems more than a fair trade and father wells goes uh, yes um I'm sorry, I was just con contemplating the repairs that need to be done to the Douglas house. Um, and uh, Michelle goes... Psh. I guarantee step one is get the car out there, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> she goes... It, they they run a, 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 a... We can talk to Russell. He can he can put them on a nice, uh, a nice fair deal for some uh, supplies to repair their home. These drifters... Uh, offering to do this for some for some scavenged parts from a car, that seems like a very good deal to me, Father. And he nods. He goes, "Yes, yes, of course." Uh, and she goes, "Now, way I see it, we gotta talk the townsfolk into this, uh, uh, get their blessing." And uh, Father Wells goes, "That's right. Uh, the the meeting we we called." Uh, um, it's going to be coming up here. Uh, uh, three of you, um, I would not recommend attending. They tend, we try to keep these uh, more or less within the town folk. Um, I'm sure you could uh, uh, enjoy some time spent next door at the saloon. And then Michelle goes, or they could get a head start on scavenging that car and hitting the road. That's my thoughts exactly, Miss Green. And uh, Wells goes, uh, yes, okay, yeah, yes, yes. Um, this sounds like the best course of action. I agree. Thank you for your blessing, Father. Oh, yes. And he, like, does, like, a triangular shape in the air. He goes... No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, he, he does a little triangle in the air, and he goes... Um, uh, be safe. Uh, I'm sure by the time you're, you're done, um, taking apart the car for whatever it may have, uh, the townsfolk will finish their meeting. So we might get a 
a bit of a, a attention on your way out of town but between myself and miss green i think we can convince them uh that this is the wisest course of action sounds great well uh there's nothing else yeah i'm gonna start taking apart a battle wagon he, he nods um and uh they kind of start talking to each other as the three of you are walking out unless any of you have anything else you want to do or say while you're in the church nope uh, if it, i don't know if uh, mr russell has a, a stock of cartridge players but now I, I would appreciate if part of my payment could be could, could oh be in that player uh wells seems confused but michelle goes <laughs> <laughs> If it could be negotiated, just if to bring it Maybe up. Maybe there's one in the car. Uh, hey, yeah. I, I'll, <laughs> no, I'll, probably not. I'll we talk. Probably got destroyed in the crash. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to Duke. <laughs> Thanks very much. And and like Wells looks a little confused, <laughs> and like starts to say something to her, and she goes, "No, no, don't even." <laughs> She's like Bobby, and he goes, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, well, that's great. (laughs) As you guys walk out uh, and uh, you can hear a whole commotion over at the saloon, people like arguing and talking loudly. um, And then uh, you see the kind of rubble of the of the car crashed into the home to the south of town. Yeah, on our way over there, I will like very quietly so that no one else who may or may not be listening can hear. I will do do a goddamn thorough sweep for Alma. (laughs) <laughs> go ahead and roll observe <laughs> uh, uh, my high is 13 uh, you're up against a 7 uh, I got two net hits over so. okay um, so as you're making your way you do uh, look uh, towards the saloon um, and you see um uh, Alma is there on the uh, uh, on like the front porch of the saloon, um, alongside um, uh, the the young man uh, who was identified as K- Kyle Jr. Um, he's about like sixteen or seventeen. Uh, there's another uh, young girl there who's about you know thirteen ish, you'd say. Um, and uh, there's a point where you can see Alma's like starting to like sneak away from them as they're talking, uh, and then uh, and then uh, uh, like. A, a woman who you think is like at most 20 maybe 19 um uh shouts out uh, shouts and goes alma <laughs> and she snaps back she goes yes <laughs> yes sarah and uh uh she like looks back to you like she wants to go with you but she's been caught great uh sure that no one is uh, around eavesdropping i will just very quietly hey ken your first instinct cannot be to bring cops to us. <laughs> I, I, I only asked about them because if the cops were around, then we uh, studied that. Uh, a hasty boat out of town, and the cops could take care of the problem. They even have to worry about it, you know? Hey, Ken, we got, I think, if my count is right, eight spurs between us. <laughs> All right. Oh, I guess fair enough. I'm just, I'm just asking that you keep 
keep some more details in the back of your mind at all times. You know, for somebody who's new at this drifting thing, pretty good at this. You know, I never got into drifting for money. It's definitely... Well, you know, here's the thing, Ken. Drifter and grifter is just one letter. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> do you mind if I give that to Bobby? I think I could write that. To <laughs> I do mind. I do mind a lot. <laughs> Uh, also, everyone can have a grip for excellent role-playing so far. Um, Pax, you pull the truck around to the wreckage? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if you guys are trying to salvage this uh, vehicle, uh, you can roll a machinery test. Can I help? You can. I, I mean, like, you I ro- might be You roll a help. machinery test, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Could she assist with chance. athletics? Because the car needs to be moved. Not really. <laughs> I tried. All right. I, I got two hits. Two hits for Kinsey as well. So that's a plus four, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I forget. There is specifically like a vehicle mechanic, right? That's not covered by blacksmith or gadgeteer. Correct. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, That's four hits. Okay. Oh, wait. Hold on. Sorry. Maybe more. Five hits. Yeah, nine. All right. Uh, So you're able to get five machinery cubes. Um, and doing that takes you, uh, oh, not that, nope, 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 that's how long it takes to craft a car. Um, <laughs> uh, doing that is going to take you a few hours, um, to get those five machinery cubes. Um, sure. you think there might be more to salvage, but by the time, uh, the few hours is over, um, the meeting has been adjourned. You're in the middle of like, uh, messing with things. Um, uh, and you see that, that short, uh, woman start like marching her way towards, uh, towards you. Uh, and almost like, like out of nowhere, um, you see, uh, 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 mother Lewis, uh, kind of like slide in and like start talking to them and like o- like seeming to offer them something and she's like looking around and like Mother Lewis is very calmly and gently like talking, uh, <laughs> talking to this woman uh, and then that the, the like the older the slightly older gentleman she you know like the six year old guy is like hand on on the shoulder and is like you know like trying to calm her down and and she like she's she's like you can kind of hear her. she's like what do you mean you just let them into our house what do you mean we have our our work in there what if we how do we how do we can we trust these people and then like you know like they uh, respond calmly and then uh basically um it goes on for a little bit and then eventually uh, it seems like mother lewis is able to like slowly start inching them away from their own home <laughs> uh <laughs> and move them to another part of town um, uh, so you, you can continue, uh, uh, crafting without her, uh, messing with you. But the, uh, the Burns family does come by. They live across the street. Um, and, uh, uh, Peter Burns, uh, steps up, uh, uh, to you. And he goes, I hope I'm not interrupting. No, it's fine. I'm just taking part of this engine. 
Well, um, Miss. I just uh, hold the wrenches. It's fine. <laughs> Miss Patty, I, I want to thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for what you did. I. You're welcome. It was it was very brave, and then from like behind with her mother, Alma's like and cool. <laughs> <laughs> Very brave and cool, he says. <laughs> uh, thank you. It. I imagine anyone would have done the same. He, uh, he shrugs and goes, I don't have to imagine. Because you did it. Thank you. And he, uh, he reaches out his hand to shake yours. Do I shake it? Every time I reach out my hand to shake yours, I'm like, "How scared is Pax gonna be?" <laughs> um, shake, shakes your hand, uh, clasps it in both hands, and then uh, Alma breaks away from her mother and runs up and like hugs your leg and says, oh, "Patty, you're my best friend." Don't <laughs> don't tell Sarah. <laughs> I will not tell Sarah, and I just pat her on the head awkwardly, and then uh. uh He's like, all right, come on, Alma. Come, come on. Let them work. Um, and then um, uh, uh, Helen Burns uh, walks up to you and says, thank you again. Um, I, I hear the three of you are heading to, uh, to Snake Eye Canyon. That is the plan, as long as um, the town's all right with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's extremely brave. We don't know what's what's going on down there. I I can't imagine um, the the Riveteers or the uh, uh, Ophidians would would do something like this. They've they've had a a strong uh, a partnership for some time. I just I guess I'm just saying, be careful. It'd be a shame if. Uh, if, you know, something happened to you. You seem like kind folk. Uh, well, we'll do our best to stay safe and figure out what's going on. I'm, I'm hoping maybe maybe this could be helpful. And she pulls out uh, uh, a vial. She goes, I, there's plenty of poisonous critters and and whatnot in snake eye canyon this is a this is an antidote um might help along the way hopefully we won't have to use it thank you and she uh sits there for a second and then gives you a hug pax i pat her awkwardly (laughs) good luck Uh, thank you and then uh, uh, she joins her family as they walk inside. Are you going to need this ratchet or can I put it away? Ratchet. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, so after a few hours, you get five machinery cues from this car. You, There's probably more that you could salvage, but it would take more time. So it's up to you guys. Um. This car was, like, totally wrecked. There was no saving this in terms of, like, making it functional again. Yeah, yeah, it was totally scrapped. All right. 
Well, I, I mean, what what time of day is it? Uh, it's starting to get close to like dark. Uh, you think you have uh, a few hours of uh, sunlight left? Hmm. And, uh, uh, I ain't exactly keen to head out. Uh, you know, right at nightfall. Um, that's fair enough. I mean, if there, there's a little bit more, you know, metaphorical meat on this bone, I think you know I spend a little bit more than that. Say, is there an operational uh, cartridge player? Nah, it's totally smashed. I looked. (laughs) (laughs) It was it was obliterated. (laughs) No, that's all right. If we get enough machinery cubes, maybe I'll just uh, make one. Sure. (laughs) Well, we have to use it to repair the car first. So. Fair enough. Uh. And yeah, so if you guys want to keep salvaging, go ahead and roll another uh, yep. another machinery test. <laughs> As a group, I'm bored. This is boring. <laughs> <laughs> Pax is just sitting there now. <laughs> that's, uh, that's two hits. Okay. I'm gonna take a pot or two that aren't <clears throat> that isn't smashed. Thanks. <laughs> you're gonna steal some. You're gonna put some pots in your truck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're fine. They're nicely made, like pots. It's a couple. I'm not stealing art. It's just a pot. I mean, there's no evidence. They're, they're kind of arti- artistic pots. They're decorative. The room was entirely smashed. She hasn't had the option to take an inventory yet. I'm taking a pot. <laughs> yeah. Sure. See, see if you can find one big enough to grow a jumping yucky seed. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's two hits. Okay. Um, that's the grand total, so that's two more machinery cubes for you there. Um, and it's going to take you a, f- a few more hours. Um, you think there's still probably some more to salvage, uh, but uh, uh, it's now dark, and um, Pax has uh, stuck a, a pot behind her seat in the uh, in the truck, and you're just filling the bed of the truck with a bunch of, like, scraps and salvage that you're, like, kind of uh, organizing, you know, uh, different, like, um, uh, small pieces and larger pieces of the truck, um, and as you're kind of working on it, it's dark, um, uh, you hear movement, and you look, and that, um, that uh, 60-year-old um, uh, guy uh, steps around and goes, Sorry. Um, I'm don't, I'm just, we need some, we're, we're staying at the church tonight. Ah, right. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, Tommy, based on the time, like, is, is, is it venturing into like work through the night to salvage the rest of this car or is it like still a reasonable time? It's, it's taking you about, uh, three hours per salvaging attempt. Um, so now it is, uh, the sun has set. Like 10 or 11 at night. Cool. I, I'm not gonna lose sleep over the last couple cubes on this car. Cool. Uh, but maybe, maybe we tell him to, like, leave the rest of the car and we'll get the rest when we come back. So he's, like, he just kind of yeah. sits there and awkwardly says, uh, Oh, yeah, uh, listen, we're, we're just about done in here for now. Um, what, we're what do you the... need? That way you don't have to go into the... Rubble, I'm happy to grab it for you. Um, uh, in in the back, um, the bedroom. There's a a, a cabinet and a sink. Um, uh, I was hoping to get our 
our, our you know toothbrush and and uh, maybe some pillows and blankets uh, um, so we can rest a little more comfortably. Yeah, sure. Um, do you have like a hope chest or anything? Um, I, I mean, he kind of sits there and goes, I'm fine with it staying. Like, our, all of our, uh, the house isn't coming down, is it? No, I just, I can, I'll be right back. And I will get, like, all of the bedding <laughs> and the, all of the toiletries. And I'll put the toiletries in a pillowcase and then I'll, like, wrap the pillowcase up and then get spare clothes and like put it all in like a makeshift like laundry bag that I and then I'll just bring it all over and I'll I'll be like I'll carry this over to the church for you if you like. Uh, while Pax is in there like collecting all the things he's kind of sitting there watching like Roland and Kinsey finishing up like you know uh, this round of salvaging and he's kind of standing there awkwardly and he goes really hit the house huh? <laughs> Yeah, just sort of dead on. I don't think he was aiming for us, do you? Uh, no, he he were dead. That makes sense. Listen, I, I have met some people who ain't a fan of the arts, but none so uh, <laughs> rancorous as to drive a car into it. Well, he certainly did a number on my pottery. It's unfortunate. That's how we, uh, we make our living, you know. Uh, the paintings are nice, but not functional, you know. And so the, the pots kind of keep it at a steady interim. But I guess it don't matter because the Nomad Pack's not coming through now. So the town's, well, the town kind of relies on, on the Nomads kind of a lot. So, I guess, I hope y'all can sort it out. Do you, do you have history with the Ophidian clan? Uh, not, not personally, no. Uh, but I can tell you that uh, every obstacle the three of us have come into contact with, we have overcome. So. Yeah. Well, I've, I've met a few drifters in my time, and y'all seem cut of the same cloth, so... Uh, here's hoping y'all can figure out whatever's going on and sort it out. I mean, we need, we need our trade. This town, this town won't last even a, a full season without, without the Nomad Packs trading our, uh, what we make here. You know, we don't have people coming through very often, so we mostly just send our wares off to other settlements I guess, you know, everyone seems very confident in the talents of a drifter, so suppose I am too. I think you guys are going to do fine. Well, I, I appreciate that. We'll certainly do our best. Yeah. And just from experience, our best is very good. Well, we're going to be staying in the church tonight, so... He's just kind of like shuffling awkwardly waiting for Pax to come back. <laughs> yeah, you did mention that. Right, right, yeah. If there's anything on the like bedside tables, I also grab that. <laughs> and then, yes, you create a, a sack of love. Uh, 
according to our stream chat. Um, and you carry it out and hand it over. No, uh, he's All old. Right. I'm yeah, going to yeah. carry it for him. He's only 60. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Ancient. <laughs> yeah. I think if, if I can, while Pax is doing it, I'd like to drop by the laundry before they go to bed and pick up my armor. Sure, yeah. Uh, unless it is too late and I should do no, I mean, they I still got lights on in the house. Stuff. They still got lights on in the house. It's not super late. <laughs> so you knock on the door, and um, there's a slight, uh, a little bit of a pause, and then the, and you can see Pax carrying um, the supplies up to the church with uh, Kyle Douglas. Um, and uh, the door opens up, and you see Helen is there, and she goes, Mr. Charlotte. Yeah, uh, yes, hello, Mrs. Burns. Uh, Mrs. Burns. So sorry to be dropping by so late in the evening. I was wondering if we got my uh, armor. You know, I figured oh, we'd be getting yeah. an early start. Didn't want to wake you too early. That that makes sense. Uh, uh, P- Peter uh, has it all over here. Uh, c- come in, come in. No. Excellent, thank you. Did you need anything? Uh, you've been working uh, for six hours straight on that car. You need anything to drink? You, anything I can get you? She says as she like uh, goes over to like a little area where there's like um, you can, you ventured into her home. She's got, it's kind of like a nice little living room and like a kitchen. And then you can see like the kitchen has like several like washing units, uh, kind of stacked up. Uh, and she goes over to like an air, uh, a cabinet basically and like slides it open, uh, and, uh, goes in. It's kind of a little walk-in closet. Uh, and she comes out with your armor as she's talking. Uh, if you've got a, a cup of hodag milk, that would help me get a little bit. Sure thing. Uh, she sets down the armor. She goes, try it on. Make sure we didn't uh, mess with any of the stitches or anything. We tried to reinforce it where we could, uh, make it a little more sturdy and a little, make it hang on you a little more snugly. But let me know if you need any alterations. Uh, I, I do believe uh, Mr. Tanaka is still uh, uh, awake. Uh, he's the town tailor. Uh, he could yeah. make any adjustments if we if we bungle the job. We only, you know, uh, uh, try to stick to the stitching that's already there. Um, uh, of course, of course. Uh, and she, uh, as she says this, she like pours a glass of milk and sets it down for you. Uh, how does the armor fit? It fits fine. Yeah, yeah. They didn't, they didn't like, like she said, she, they didn't make any crazy alterations. It was just the parts that were kind of like, uh, you know, spread on the stitching. She kind of like reinforced a little bit. Um, so, but it, it fits, fits fine. Fits like a glue. Yeah, just like brand new. Thanks. Thank you so much, Mrs. Ben. Appreciate it. <laughs> of course. Um, and and don't don't worry about the the charge or anything like that. It's it's it, no, no 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 no. It's no trouble at all. You... I must insist. If it, if it weren't for you and your friends, I I, I don't even want to think about what this night would be like. So um, that's very kind. Uh, please be safe out there. Yeah, I'll do my best and uh, and uh, take care. I'm sure we'll be able to solve this mystery and keep your family safe. And she uh, nods at that. You finish your milk, and she uh, uh, <laughs> she sees you out. And uh, as she like opens the door and Kinsey walks out, she gives like a polite like little wave to Roland. Um, I think I, I'm like Pax walked away. <laughs> Kinsey went to go get his armor. Flyers. <laughs> Flyers. <laughs> Come on, guys. I know it ain't fun, but are you serious right now? (laughs) (laughs) 
So you're like looking around in the toolbox for the pliers. You see the door open and you see Kinsey walk out and like he's got a little bit of a milk mustache. And uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Miss Burns gives you a polite wave. <laughs> and she shuts the door. Well, if you're about to wrap up here, I suppose I'll grab a bed. Uh, unless, you know, you need somebody to keep handing you tools. No, I'm good. Yeah. All right, well, I'd, I'd take it easy, and we'll talk about those cubes in the morning. And <laughs> 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 yeah, Kinsey leaves to go to the... Yeah. And he, he's not a monster. He'll pay for three rooms. Well, you already, you already paid for... No, we already paid for, paid for a, a room. room. Yeah. 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 Miss that was that was that was today. That, yeah, that happened way earlier, way before a car crash. Um, uh, Pax, you uh, you and Kinsey meet on the road as you're leaving the the church. Kinsey's walking up from the Douglas house. Is Roland done? Oh, he's uh, finishing up. Very graciously offered to finish up the job. Oh, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> I was getting pretty bored. That's. No kidding. I mean, it's just tedious work watching him. Well, I mean, at least you know what's going on. I'm just like a glorified <laughs> toolbox, I guess. <laughs> but you did hold that flashlight. Right? Very. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Like, you know, uh, uh, exercise. You know, because yeah, I. Cool. Oh, Pax, uh, you know, might as well, uh, I know that we'll be rushed in the morning. I, I did want to give you something. Uh, okay. Uh, and Kenzie will, uh, I, I assume he put his pack up in the room so he'll go and uh, unpack the uh, finished bow and then give it to Pax. Nice. It's, no, uh, you know, it's an ex- is it an excellent quality? Uh, or it is. Excellent quality, heavy projectile. Excellent mean... quality heavy projectile with a an excellent quality laser sight and regular quality uh, dual purpose modification. Nice. So you can hit people with it too. You know, I thought thought it might be nice. Uh, <laughs> arrow, uh, not doing you any good without a bow. Oh, Kinsey, this is really nice. Uh, well, you know, I, I know we've had our differences, and uh, I feel bad about them, and I have trouble. Saying things with words, so I figured I'd give you a gift. Thank you. You went above and beyond what I asked. The, the thank you for being a friend. You're welcome, Kinsey. <laughs> Roland's going to want to want the bottom bunk, I think, if you want to take the top. I'm going to sleep in the truck. Oh, oh, all right. Well, I did. You know, sleep well, and uh, do you need a pillow? You know, you can have one of mine. My yeah, understanding I... was it was two bunk beds. No, it's just a it's just a room with two bunks. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm all right. I prefer the car. All right. Well, sleep I'll well. S- I'll see you in the morning. See you in the morning. I was so I was getting so ready for Pax and Kinsey to fall asleep on the bunk bed, and then Roland come in and go. Just one bunk. <laughs> Just one bunk bed. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so um, I'm going to go over with my new cool bow. I'm going to go over to Roland. 
be like. Uh, yeah, I have um, hitched up the remains of this car and made sure that pulling it out of their home is not going to bring down the home. Sure. Uh, and I'm towing it to somewhere where I can like leave it and meet up with the, the father and tell him like, hey, there's a little bit more on there. If it's all right with you, I'd like to, you know, finish up on this when we get back to town. But, you know, I'm, we're, we're going to get an early start in the morning. So I got to call it for tonight. So you go, you, you hitch it up to uh, your guys's truck and pull it out of the house. Um, and then you drive up towards the church. Uh, and Roland, when you, when you open the church doors, uh, like almost the whole town looks back at you. Uh, as they are in the middle of a, of a sermon. <laughs> Great. And, uh, and uh, Father Wells uh, uh, doesn't stop talking immediately. He kind of finishes his, what he was saying. He's like, and so we must all remember to be as generous as possible in such moments. Mr. Harris. <laughs> Uh, don't mind me. Um, I was just gonna park the wreck in the back, if that's fine. Uh, he goes, oh, and then, uh, uh, Duke goes, oh, we can go and pull it up nearby to the general store. We can park it on the side there. That probably is the best place for it. Uh, uh yeah, uh, so let it be so and all that. <laughs> as he, <laughs> as he, <laughs> as he, <laughs> He steps out with you, Roland, and you can tell he's a little bit eager to leave church early. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, uh, let it be so. Um. <laughs> now, if you can all open the verity of, and then the door shuts. <laughs> ah, thanks for the rescue. I go to the this triptych sermons from time to time. You don't want to be part of the community and whatnot, but uh, I'm an Australian man myself. Uh, I, I ain't I ain't familiar with that faith. Uh, is it uh, local or, or what? What's the story there? Uh, you probably you, you do you have know it all yet? Do you have? Do you automatically get one hit on lore? No, but I have extremely good lore. Yeah, so like you, you've definitely have heard of the Australian religion, regardless of how familiar you are with it. It's a prominent enough religion on Manifest that like you've heard of it, whether or not you know any of its like stuff. Sure, I say the same thing. Yeah, um, and like as he kind of like joins you in the car as you like drive across the street, and then he like you know helps you kind of like push the remains of the the car um, uh, into position. He goes, uh, you know, it's a uh, well, it. it where to begin? It's, uh, it's a study of the stars and the self, more uh, more or less. Uh, uh, lessons to be learned. You see, and he kind of points up to the night sky. And uh, he goes, uh, back before the uh, departure, you know, the elders opened up the pathway from uh, our home world to manifest. Uh, uh, as a, Some people think as a, as a sort of test for humanity. And, uh, well... The elders, you can see them there in the sky. There's a, uh, there's the Ache. We got a jackalope and a hound over there. Uh, they, they all represent different different aspects of the the personality. Uh, what what makes you human? And uh, uh, well, you know the aspects themselves. They, you know, they 
have both good and bad in them, and you just gotta, you know, be mindful of how that relates to you. You know, the Ache is strong, but also stubborn, and the Jackalope is full of love, but, you know, victim to lust. And the Hound is brave, uh, but oftentimes uh, will not allow itself to be as fearful as it must be. Or at least admit it's as fearful as it is at times. But uh, that's a that's a, the short answer to it. Uh, it's a the triptych, sure. I mean, they they study uh, what what it means to be uh, perfect. But uh, well, we Australians we understand that uh, no one entity is perfect. There's good and evil in all, and you just need to find balance. What's that, Duke? Nah, I mean I. Mother Lewis does it better. Uh, if you're uh, back in town in uh, two days' time, she's holding uh, a sermon. Uh, we we like to go out behind the church and we uh, we take a look at, at the stars and, and commune with the elders. Uh, you should come by sometime. Well, you know, I'll, I, you know, I got some things on the calendar. Uh, might have to, you know, <laughs> I, I'll see what I can do. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Anywho, uh, glad to be rid of uh, another triptych sermon. They like to talk. Uh, <laughs> Australian's uh, practice is much more uh, meditative. Um, but uh, uh, so uh, uh, there's a little bit more uh, we'd like to salvage off this car, but uh, we're trying to get a, an early start in the morning. You know, I don't want to go too much longer. Plus, I figured get out of their house sooner rather than later. Yep, yep. Um, if you don't mind us leaving it here, figure out what's going on, uh, come on back and, and finish up. Uh, honestly, I mean, looks like you got a lot of it. I could use what's left as a kind of a start to putting back their house. They were talking my ear off before church started uh, about about me tending to it and trying to trying to cut them some kind of deal and i want to be fair and whatnot but i got a business to run uh you want me just to pay you for for what's left here uh yeah i i suppose that that'll work for us all right and he kind of like looks at it and like you know like hammers on it a couple times with his knuckles and like kind of pulls on some stuff and he goes so you get about three more cubes out of this thing uh so how about i give you a uh, uh, four spurs for it uh, uh, any chance you could go up to five there duke uh yeah go ahead and roll and manipulate <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're up against a nine. Uh, I got three net hits over a nine. He goes, oh, well, I mean, I guess labor is labor. I'm going to be working on the house anyway. So, uh, yeah, five spurs at least saves me a little bit. I appreciate it. You know, we're we're, we're a bit on the back foot uh, financially. Well, uh, I mean, hey, every little bit helps. I understand. It's, uh, it's brave what you're doing heading down to those Ophidians. I never did quite... Uh, trust them. They, they always 
the way they hang out in that canyon and just kind of spook anyone who's walking through, you know, makes me makes me nervous. Well, you know, people's people, regardless of where they is. Man, I mean, I get it and whatnot, but you know, I, I like a good roof over my head. These uh, uh, these folks down there in the canyon, I mean, ain't no way to live. Oh, I guess you do get a good view of the stars, though. Seems like they uh, they're doing pretty well for themselves, from what I hear. So. Well, anyways, I'm going to turn in for the night. I'm sure Lola Douglas is going to be pounding on my door as soon as the sun crests over that hill. Well, I, I wish you luck on that, sir. Uh, uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll see you in a few days. All right. And uh, he goes to the, uh, goes to the door and turns back and goes, Let it be so. <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> He like you get a good like <laughs> as he as he slams the door behind him. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull the car around in front of the. Cool. Uh, so yeah, Pax, you uh, you come out of the saloon as Roland is pulling the car away from the general store, the truck away from the general store. Away from the general store. Yeah. Or up to the general store. Away, uh, away from the U-turn. Yeah, yeah. He's, pulling, oh, 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 oh. he's pulling away from the general store and driving towards the saloon. Sure. I'll wait for him to drive up. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, this. Kinsey made me a bow. Yeah, I know. I, I, uh... It's really nice. He does good work. He forgot that I asked him to make a bow. <laughs> I stand by what I said. <laughs> I'm not mad. It's fine. I just, I just really wanted to share with someone. I get it. Okay. <laughs> did you did you come out to the truck for that? No, I'm sleeping in the truck tonight. There's only two bunk beds. Unless you want to snuggle. Or, oh, uh... Come on, two bunk... Every, two bunks clearly implies two sets of bunk beds. Am I crazy? <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's probably just as comfy in the truck. All right. Well, if you're fine here, I guess I'll go sleep in one of the two bunks even though that don't make sense <laughs> do not get uppity they all they already don't like us here i don't think that's true town leadership's fine but i don't i don't think we've made any friends well we ain't made any enemies and that's a pretty good track record for us <laughs> so, don't go, so the the bunk thing, don't make a thing of it. Let's not make enemies. I, I wasn't gonna... I, this is like Kinsey forgetting to, to the U.S. for a bow. This is, so this is here's the thing. me and you. Yeah, but if you had said something to Kinsey, then it could become a thing. So I was just making well, sure we were on the same page. But, I don't know. 
come on. It's been how long? Four weeks? We've been traveling together. Longer than it's been. It's been a couple months now. Okay. Eight weeks we've been traveling together. I get it. It. I. I stand by what I said. All right. Well, have a good night. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah. Might go sleep in one of the two bunks. <laughs> so salt. <laughs> cool. Uh, so everyone, uh, you you get to rest up for the night. Uh, Pax, while you're sleeping in the truck, um, it's very nice. It's a, not that com- It's not super comfy, but nothing else happens. Uh, <laughs> I thought for sure Alma was. <laughs> 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 Best friend. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Uh, uh, nothing, nothing happens. The saloon, you know, the Pax. Um, uh, actually, all three of you, uh, Kinsey and Roland, while you're upstairs, and Pax while you're parked out front of the saloon. Um, as the night like wanes on, and like the town kind of like uh, settles down, um, the last thing you hear before you all drift off to sleep is just the. Uh, the soft chords of uh, of Bobby Klein uh, strumming out uh, an evening tune inside the saloon alone. Roll up the windows. <laughs> uh, good stuff. I don't need a bard. <laughs> I refuse to toss a spur to him. <laughs> toss a spur to your Kinsey. <laughs> Toss the spur to your drifter, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, the morning comes, and it is, and it is good. <laughs> uh, I assume you guys are waking up really early and trying to leave before the town really wakes up? Yes. Yep. <laughs> cool. You can achieve that. You are uh, all experienced travelers, even though Kinsey is the only one with that specific talent. Um, but you are all able to wake up. The, uh, the only person, um, <laughs> Bobby is asleep, uh, in the corner of the saloon, like hugging his, uh, his guitar. <laughs> oh, stop. Um, and, um, you see, uh, uh, sitting and looking at like an LRC printout, um, Michelle Green is like sipping on some coffee as, uh, Roland and Kinsey, you come downstairs and, uh, she like gives you a nod and goes, good luck. Thanks. Uh, and as she, uh, uh, folds it up, she goes, uh, calls out after you, like, y'all, uh, ever dealt with the Ophidians before, or any tribes, for that matter? Badlands? Badlands tribe to myself. Alright. Well, uh, uh, they have, uh, the Ophidian clan, they have, uh, uh, Three leaders. That's who you're going to want to try and speak to. But uh, if you have experience with Badlands tribes, then you know they uh, they usually need you to kind of prove your uh, yourself in some way. So uh, just be respectful and, uh, you know, don't hurt their pride. And they'll, uh, they'll let you do whatever it is you got to do to to win them over and prove that you uh you come to them with good intentions and then from what i've heard they are quite reasonable hey there ain't any like cultural taboos that are easily stumbled into like 
this is a bad example, right? Like, if you, like, shake hands with your left hand, like, that's a great offense or something like that. Well, I don't know. Um, great. I never I never dealt with the Ophidians myself. Um, uh, Father Wells has a handful of times, um, and so has uh, Mother Lewis. I know they've uh, they've spoken with them from time to time. And maybe a few other folk in town uh, have some experience um, with uh, with them. But uh, I myself, I stay here. I got enough trouble in here. So, does she pointedly look to the corner where Bob <laughs> sleep? She like she like you can see her not like not looking. <laughs> you see her making herself not look at Bob when she Bobby when she says that. <laughs> Oh, all right. Thanks for the tip. Appreciate it. Uh, do I do I know what that uh, triumvirate of leaders is called? If I make a roll. Um. Yeah. Did you? You already rolled on the Ophidians, right? You got three successes. Three hits, yes. Um. You don't know uh their names or anything, but you know that they're the leadership of the Ophidians. There's usually um uh, a hunter. Um, uh, who's in charge of like, uh, uh, basically taking the parties out and hunting and like, you know, uh, kind of, um, venturing out from, uh, from the tribal home, like, or at least like, you know, into the like more dangerous parts of the, of the canyons. Um, and then there's the, there's a spiritual leader who's in charge of like maintaining, uh, uh, the like, uh, various homes of, of the tribes folk, um, and like kind of providing like you know spiritual and religious guidance as well as uh, as well as um tending to any of their sick uh and then there's also um uh, a crafter uh who uh, basically like you know makes the the like the homes that are carved into the sides of like caves and the in the sides of the canyons and like and like provides like all the logistical support for the hunters and like anyone at home and just like you know makes the clothes like is in charge of like leading people like teaching passing on the knowledge of how to like craft the arrows how to craft the the bows for the ophidians in particular uh he passes on the knowledge of how to like safely handle the poison that they use that kind of thing cool Uh, so I think that we'll get in the car and head out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you easily can start pulling out of town and start driving south towards uh, where you know the Snake Eye Canyon to be. Uh, to answer, I'm going to answer a question in the in the chat real quick. So tribes in, um, uh, in Manifest, uh, the question is, are these humans, aliens, or mutants? Um, uh, <laughs> Great question. I think it's because of that spread of options. It's because yeah. your, your question was like weird, like cultural taboos and stuff like that. It's like, is it just a different culture? Or is it like a different species? Um, no. So um, uh, they are human. Um, the uh, uh, the tribes on Manifest um, descend from people. Basically, when the uh, when the wormhole opened up, there was a, a large uh, amount of um, uh, humanity who thought that like the over industrialization and over development of their home world is what kind of like led it to be to like be in the state that it was which was not so great um so uh they saw manifest as like uh, a new chance for like humanity to like 
learn to live off the land and learn to live in harmony with nature, not in spite of nature. And so those people, they, they landed on uh, manifest. They were some of the first people who landed alongside like the factory towns and everyone else and the prospectors looking for luminescence. Um, but everyone basically at the beginning, they kind of like stuck around the factory towns, stuck around the areas where there were a lot of spaceports and people, a lot of people stayed in their ships uh, like in orbit. Uh, but these, uh, these kind of like um, naturalists, uh, uh, when they got to manifest, they kind of eschewed all of like their like you know um, high tech stuff and and kind of decided like went together and kind of spread out throughout the globe, um, find like learning to live off of the land. So you know it's been like four hundred years since the departure and uh, a couple hundred years um, after the departure, basically uh, people started you know at leaving the factory town, setting up settlements, stuff like that. Um, uh, like more so than just like nearby, like people started going further out and then they started to discover the descendants of these uh these people who have learned to like basically be one with the nature on manifest and so uh the tribes they're like their own separate culture um uh and they uh they are extremely useful for people who um uh are not familiar with with the land they have more of a connection to manifest than anyone else because um their ancestors um uh, made it like their their whole like goal to like learn to commune with with uh, with manifests nature and learn to live amongst it. Um, so that's what the that's what the tribes are in them. Uh, and this is the Ophidian clan, who we know just a little bit about so far, uh, as we've learned throughout this session. <laughs> uh, and so yeah, you guys are heading south towards the Snake Eye Canyon. Uh, it's actually pretty easy driving. Um, and I think it's time for shoot the shit. How do we go? The canyon is, um, it's going to take you uh, basically like about the better part of the day. You'll probably want to set up camp like a good distance away from the canyon and then, uh, and then head to the canyon at first light so that you're not like going into the canyon at nightfall. Um, though you could get to the canyon like in the middle of the night if you really wanted to. But I... I just am assuming that you don't want to do that. But it's up to you guys. If you want to sneak around at night, you can get there uh, late at night. Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> cool. That doesn't seem like a diplomatic mission to me, Tommy. <laughs> I don't know. Um... Cool. that's what we are now. We're diplomats, guys. Honestly. Hey. From bandits to diplomats. Um... I blend it. So yeah, uh, I think we're gonna do a little bit of shoot the shit here. Each one of you can pick uh, another player and roll your personality as an attribute only test and see uh, if you learn something about uh, each other or if you bond over something or if uh, something goes wrong between uh, the two of you. So yeah. Um, what uh i'm also uh before we start this i'm gonna give everyone uh, a grit i know I, I already gave you guys a grit for um uh for excellent role play but technically pax was in a life-threatening situation as a car came barreling down and she saved the life of a little girl and that feels like maybe you guys should get some grit for that so there you go Yay. also <clears throat> did i get away with breaking the law i mean you did steal Cool, did I take yeah, something I want but didn't deserve? Yeah, you stole 
Kyle Douglas Sr.'s uh, uh, most prized pot. Um, <laughs> I didn't take his most prized pot. No, it had a bunch of weed in it, you see. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then I was threatened with violence, and Alma was threatened with violence, right? Uh, yeah. Great. So that's, that's 3 XP. 3 XP, and Paxi get another grit. I'm at 7 grit. I'm almost there. Uh, and and patience was rewarded by taking apart that truck, wasn't it? Because we yeah. did spend the extra time to get more. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's all I've got. I can't give myself a give myself a grid value. Yeah, I don't think my other two are gonna have. <laughs> Unless, Kinsey, you've got to get upset at me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll see how this road goes. Uh, I think I picked Kinsey last time. I don't remember. I don't remember either. That was forever ago. So it doesn't really matter. Who's picking? I who? think I'm going to pick Roland anyway. Okay, Kinsey picks Roland. It's so hard to pick who I want to be better friends with, because that's what this role is. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll pick Pax. Okay, and Pax. I'll pick Kinsey. All right, everyone roll. Personality plus four is the target. Uh, yes. So who wants to go first? <laughs> well, surprising no one. I have rolled five hits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and you picked Pax, right? So yeah. uh, you and Pax bond over something. You guys are setting up camp um, uh, out uh, about like a few hours drive away from uh, uh, the entrance to the uh, Snake Eye Canyon. How was the bunk bed? It was fine. It, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not what I prefer. I would, I, I miss... I miss having a bed that is mine and not anyone else's. Okay. Do you... Do you want to build up a, a thing on the back of the truck? No. No. I mean, a lot of it is the, the bed that is mine and no one else. But, you know, part of it is sort of what that means, right? It's a place that's mine, and and uh, I I I don't have to leave it all the time. <laughs> if you had a bed in the back of the truck, you wouldn't have to leave it all the time. We bring a truck everywhere. Yeah, but one time I got thrown from the truck. <laughs> well, there would be a roof this time, so you'd just 
hit the roof if there was another was I, I see die. the yeah nope I get it. <laughs> it's better that I was thrown from the whole truck and not just into the roof of the <laughs> the camper. I that was on the back really I something to see. You just yeah. like just like skipping rocks just across <laughs> the sand. I mean, I don't I don't know if I have the supplies on hand for it, but I can I can build you one of these if you want. He says, gesturing to his grav stability harness. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean it it couldn't hurt to have a spare. Wait, do you already have one? No, but between the two of us, oh, I mean right, sure. also yes. Kinsey is pro it's probably for Kinsey because there's a good enough chance that if we're climbing something I'm not falling but he sure I mean I could I listen I understand that not everyone has the to obtain a grab stability harness but I I truly believe in my heart that I fear for anyone who does anything on this world without one <laughs> I appreciate that I I, you know, I'm, I'll take you up on that offer if it ever comes that you just have bare tech cubes. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll start drawing something up, see what I can do. Yeah. I, I can't make you anything, but like. That's I fine. Prom I'll, I'll keep like keeping you out of danger. Yeah, is that's that sort of, paid? I. Is that good payment, I guess? Yeah, I, I like this arrangement, wherein I build things and sometimes talk to people, and then when there's actual real mortal danger running us down, I just stand behind you and Kinsey. Yeah. It feels like friend friendship. I don't... It's. <laughs> Are we friends? Are we friends now? I mean, I... I consider you a, a friend, just based on the record of things we've done together. If we weren't friends, it would be astonishing. Well, we... I mean, like, you probably have, like, lots of friends. I mean... Not really. I have a lot of people I'm friendly with, right? Just because well, I'm very personable. But, you know, I don't spend a lot of time with anyone for very long. It's sort of, again, the nature of my skill set is to get somewhat close to people over a relatively short amount of time and then take their money and leave. Yeah, I... I usually skip the whole getting to know them part. Just take their money and leave. Well, you certainly cut out what I would consider the fun part. But, um... <laughs> I'm just not good at it. You know, I admire Kinsey because he just like goes for it. I'd... It's too, too risky to just talk to people, you know? I admire that about both of you. I mean, Kinsey's not great at it, but like, man, he has gusto. 
<laughs> he's cer- he's certainly doing everything at our <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not. Here's the thing, Pax. You're not bad at talking to people, right? Because we're having a conversation, and you're fine. <laughs> well, but you're not a danger. I don't think very many people are a danger to you. Just have you... Just based on everything going on (laughs) in this zone. (laughs) Well, I don't want to hurt anybody. Right, but you could if you had to. But I don't want to have to. Well, I don't think you will have to very often just because you talk to them. Maybe. Maybe we could work on that. Yeah, you know. We'll we'll find something easy, like I don't know, like a like just just a person at a bar and like you can just get to know them and it'll be very low stakes and a slip of the tongue won't result in you and me and Kinsey being shot in our sleep by a murderous gang or, or immediately arrested by a marshal. Or anything like that. It'll just be extremely low stakes. Right, because that's sort of the situation we were working in for the past eight weeks. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you could just keep doing the talking and I'll do the whole... (laughs) I mean, listen, this is what I'm saying. Fine, you let me scout out something low stakes that you can handle. Okay. <laughs> it's think of it like like stealing, right? Except instead of stealing money, you're stealing the history. Yes, I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you were gonna say trust. No, no, no! You never steal anyone's trust. That they have to give you. <laughs> oh. Huh. And then Kinsey like taps on the <laughs> on the on the like side of the window from the back where he's like crafting and is like points out a spot would be that would be good for camping as the sun is uh uh finally like disappears behind the the mountains. I pull a jater. No, just kidding. <laughs> Kinsey goes flying and he doesn't have grasp ability <laughs> harness. Uh, yeah, so... I told you Kinsey would need it. <laughs> so Pax, you um you picked Kinsey, right? I did. Uh, how many successes did you roll? Uh, one. Okay, so, uh, Kinsey, you get to learn something about Pax. I think maybe it's, like, a little bit later, um, uh, in the, the night. I don't know what, what's got Roland, uh, busy. Maybe it's just... Uh, I'm probably working on my Omni tool. Like, a lot of my downtime is taken up. Yeah, sure. So you've, you've gone, like, they're, they're sitting by the campfire still. You've gone and, like, into the back of the truck and you're working on it and... Uh, and I know I can't count on either of them to hand me tools as I need them. <laughs> yeah, so Kinsey and Pax, you have a moment alone, kind of nearby the fire, a good, like, uh, eight to ten feet away from uh, the truck where Roland has a couple lights set up and is working on a little workbench he's he's propped up. And uh, Kinsey, yeah, you get to learn something about Pax. Cool. 
That sounds great. Um, I want to know about that. Pax, if you have any suggestions also, you can... It doesn't have to be straight up Kinsey asking you a direct question. It can be a thing that he learns through common conversation. Also true. Do you think we need to, like... I don't know, like, build a trench around it? The fire? So... um, So it doesn't, like, light us on fire or something? Just, like, with wind? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose I could do that if that's something worried about, you know. I mean, I mean is that a thing? Fire. Is that a thing that you're supposed to do? Or I'd, I'd say for uh, a single night's camp fire this size, I'm sure that it's necessary. You know, usually setting up a camp and that's like your base of operations that you build for uh, a week, two or several, then it tends to be useful. But... I mean, if it makes you feel safer there, uh, both the time and the shovel. I, I literally have no idea. So, if you, <laughs> if you think we don't need it, then have you not spent any any time in the wild at all? I mean, I'm not not judging at all. Just curious, you know. I know some some people tend to stay near the towns and settlements and cities. Yeah. Um. Well, I have spent about three hours outside in nature longer than you have known me to. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, why is that? Is that just some, not something you, you enjoy? I mean, I, I grew up in Alonestead. Oh, and and then I was in, indentured to a uh, uh, area that was like not in Alanistead, but was like really close. Um, Basically, uh, you yeah, know, what they called him a suburb, <laughs> like like urban. Yeah, sure. Cool. It's like almost urban, but not really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like under underneath the yeah, it's like a lower to, grade of a urban. Lower grade of urban, yes. yeah. Like yeah. That term. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. So it was just like you know, cut lawns and horses and stuff that I did not go close to. Sure. So I mean, a little close because like you have to, but like that wasn't my job. So I understand. I, they're pretty from oh far away place i can agree with that yeah so i yeah i didn't i i no i i i haven't really you know like i read some books that i stole about being outside because it was cool to to like think about you know trees and climbing up one and stuff for not an entry point into a home um, just like, but then like, you know, trees out here is like, 
they're gonna like eat you or something so <laughs> well it's true uh, i mean the of... ground like tried to eat us the other day i mean i know it was a wasset but like well so... i mean there, there is such a thing as a hide behind i mean i wouldn't trust the trees <laughs> no there's that's not real no it's 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 real i'm sorry to tell you not that there are too many in the badlands i mean they're, they're more forested areas but they, they do exist <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the invisible tree monster that lives in trees and sneaks up on you and then mm. murders you with its like tree claws yeah that's that's real oh yes yes it's very real come upon one or two I'd, I'd tell you what they are very difficult to kill So, so, so far, in addition to, like, jackalopes and hodags and, and, you know, like, the normal stuff, there's murder trees, murder ground. <laughs> Two Is different there... kinds of murder cats, I think we... Next thing, you're going to tell me that, like, a, a boo hag is real, and then I'm never going outside again. So just so you calm down. <laughs> so they're, they're not real. The they're thing not about real. boo hags, actually. Kinsey, they're not real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, whatever you need to tell No, yourself. but are they real? How do you know? Can you see it? Because, like, it's just like a person. Is it? Could, do you have a boo hag? Could I catch boo hag from you? <laughs> uh, are boo hags a real thing? That's just actually something Seth does. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're not people. Well, they're they're the uh, they're more like slug like creatures. But... Oh, like uh, uh, what are those books? The they're slug... yurks from Animorphs. Yeah, from Animorphs. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was hoping. Yeah, if uh, if you want, here, go ahead really quick, Kinsey, roll a survival, and you can have your yeah. plus two from uh, uh, Experienced Traveler. <laughs> I just had a rush of everything I remember, like, flood through my mind. <laughs> I, I read the 800-page uh, the books that was about the, the entire alien guy. Yeah, the Andalites. So, yeah, man, I... I I do not remember these terms, but yeah, you're you're great. At that. <laughs> um, you know, I think that three three. I could make it. Then I'm going to get it. So you got three successes. Yeah, yes. boo hags are are real. Um, they uh live in the wastes. Um, uh, they require like you know hot humidity and swampland like type conditions to uh, survive. Um, the way that they they work is uh, they typically crawl into the mouth of their sleeping prey, um, uh, and then um, or uh, in some instances they're able to bite and paralyze their prey and then climb into the mouth from there, um, uh, and then they latch into um, basically a part of the brain um uh and uh gestate their eggs within their uh prey as they control their prey so it's not a person a boo hag is actually a uh like a 
uh, you know, slug-like creature inside a person. Uh, the thing mm -hmm. is, the people who, like, the, the bodies that the Boohags are in are, like, dead. They're not, like, people right. who are, like, being controlled. Again. Like, they die and then are right. just, like, animated by the Boohag. And the way that, the reason for that is um, uh, once the eggs are done uh, growing, uh, the the uh, person who is uh, has the Boohag inside them, the, the corpse, uh, will uh, basically be able to, like, vomit out the, the babies to uh, infect more people and create sure. more Boohag-like shambling mounds, basically. Obviously. Um, but you also, with three successes, you know that um, not only are they only in the wastes and not in the Badlands, um, but uh, they don't really like um, uh, garlic, um, and that's mm. why almost everywhere in the uh, uh, almost all the cuisine in the wastes ha is very garlic heavy. Um, it's not like a surefire like way to to uh, to like repel a boo hag, but like in general, like having like a lot of like having eaten a bunch of garlic will make a boo hag pa pass you up for someone else. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Solid. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's not just that they control the person and like they 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 can't tell that it's them. But yeah, boo hags are not not real. But again, they're in the waste, mostly. They're like, they're more arid, you know, not arid, but they're swampy, you know, hot, uh, human climbs. <laughs> Thank you. So we're safe in the bad land. From, from boo hags that are real. From boo hags that are real, and also hide behind also real. Yeah, but they but they are in the Badlands. No, well, not really. Mostly I mean, in the like, mostly in the garden. Any tree could be a hide behind. It'd be very unlikely to be in in this area in the back. I've never. Okay, so uh, we just have to worry about murder ground, <laughs> murder cats. Yes. Is there other murder stuff? I mean, you know, the the warset was pretty bad, but at least. Devastating. I don't huh. even know what you just said. <laughs> he cut up for me. Augurino. Uh, Augurino. I'm talking about the Augurino. Oh. Which, you know, it's a giant worm thing that'll burst up from the ground and tunnels underneath. Those are okay. also, those are in the Badlands. Sure, Usually, sure. They say that an Augurino can feel your heartbeat if you're on the ground. Is that true? I'm going to sleep in the car. <laughs> I don't want to know. All right. And so, uh, Roland, you're kind of vacated from the from the car as Pax starts like getting ready for bed in the cab of the car. Uh, and then, Kinsey, you picked Roland, and how many successes yeah. did you roll? I got zero hits. As per now my... we Personality of two. <laughs> so uh, something goes wrong between Roland and Kinsey. What I think, it? I think Kinsey has been very grateful uh, to Roland for his uh, teaching him uh, reading and you know certain uh, business principles. And so Kinsey would like to teach Roland about surviving in the Badlands. You know, be here. So, and also, Kinsey would like a nice midnight. Uh, so, if at all, 
I don't know if I would need to roll for this, but I, I think he's going to catch a couple of lizards at the Badland. And uh, the intention is to teach Roland how to, uh, you know, skin and truss. And would I need to roll a something for that to survive? No, I, I don't think so. I think I think you can you can go out at in the middle of the night. Uh, you can drag Roland out into the middle of the Badlands in the middle of the night to uh, track and hunt down some small like lizard like creatures. Um. Easy enough, Roland. How does this? How does this happen, kids? You're just like Roland. Come along. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's he's working on, you know, doohickey or whatever. And uh, Kinsey says, hey, you know, Roland. I mean, technically, will be on watch because Pax has turned in for the night into the trap. I told you about old Reno's, which apparently she. Didn't. I digress. Come on, come on. Let's, I've, I've got something I'd like to show you. Uh, yeah, no, um, sure. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, what's, um, what's going on? Uh, and do, do, do you have your night vision goggles? I don't have night vision goggles. I thought you did. Uh, you know what, that's back. Sometimes I <laughs> my only two traveling companions. Well, that's fine. We don't need them. I'm a but, uh, well, come come on. I think uh, Kinsey's just going to drag you along and not tell you and just kind <laughs> sure. of walk around the Badlands like telling you and, and crouching down and if you ask him what's going on he alright, it's nothing. Come, come. Let's, let's, let's... <laughs> okay, Kinsey, are we are we in danger? Is no, 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 no. We are not. Well, I mean, we'll always be a little bit of danger in the Badlands. We are the danger. To That's come on. <laughs> okay. Sh- sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think for as long as he can pique your interest in possible, uh, Kinsey's going to wait until we finally find one or two lizards uh, and. Uh, uh, and catch them. Uh, I think I have an animal trap that I'd like to use. I'll show yeah. you how to use it. So he, he, Kinsey, like, isn't telling you anything. Then he starts setting up a trap. And then you still don't know what's going on. It's pretty dark. You hear, like, weird sounds. Like, uh, you don't know if it's, like, axe handle hounds, like, howling. Or, like, ball tail cats yipping. Or or something kind of hooting. and And you're getting, like... A little wigged out, rolling out here in the middle of the dark. You can't even really see that. Like the campfire is pretty far away at this point. It's like over a hill. You can't even really see it. It's very dark. You're only just going off of the the stars and the moonlight. It's a bit of a like partially cloudy night too, so it's not consistent. Um, and uh, finally, like Kinsey, you managed to like get the bait right and like set the trap. You've tracked this uh, this little lizard thing, and it kind of like scurries over and steps into the trap, and the trap closes around it. Ha <laughs> Ha! Come, come, come! Here, here! Take my, take my bayonet. <laughs> All right, looks like a, he's a pretty good sized one here. Look, Shannon, you see that little thing bit about right, right by the neck? Now, j- jab it right there. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> just stab. <laughs> just kills the lizard. Ah! <laughs> uh, oh, watch out for the blood there. It's on your hand now. <laughs> and this was 
th- this was what what is what is happening <laughs> oh you know i thought you might be hungry <laughs> and you've been so kind you know teaching me the books and the I get up and I walk back to the fire. How <laughs> <laughs> bad you are! I'll, I'll grab the lizard. Roll it. Roll up the trap. Uh, uh, Roland, you you stand up. He's like, oh, you'd be hungry and everything, and you're like, and you uh, you turn and walk away. And Kinsey, you like kind of shout out after him, like, wait, wait, wait! I'll get the trap. I'll get the trap. It's fine, right? And uh, Roland crests over the over the hill uh, towards where the fire is, and you know you're kind of sitting there like, it didn't seem like Roland was very appreciative of what you were just showing him, not at all. And so sure you, you start you know breaking down the trap, and you know you got the dead lizard. It's a good lizard. It'll be good good to eat. Everything like that. Uh, maybe you're grumbling a little bit to yourself, uh, and then uh, you stand up and you feel a little pinprick on your neck. And you hear uh, a sound of like um, either bone or wood, like creaking behind you. Uh, and you hear a voice, gentle now. No, sorry. Should I put the lizard down? And she uh, uh, steps, uh, a figure steps around like to the side of you. The arrow kind of like barely touching your neck, not not enough to like draw blood. Uh, and you you glance down at the arrow, and you can kind of you get a glimpse. It's that same type of poisoned arrow that the Ophidians use. And this uh, woman steps around. She's got uh, black paint on like the side of her face, uh, and then like um, some like brownish uh, paint on the side of uh, on this side of her face. Um, she's got like tattoos. Her hair is like. Uh, bleached by the sun, kind of uh, uh, like brown and blonde, um, uh, put into like a tight braid on the top of her head, uh, back out of sight. She's wearing dark leathers. Um, uh, you can see like feathers in them. Uh, and she's got uh, got you like dead to rights. It has an arrow on you. And she goes, call your friends. Yeah. And that's where we'll end the session. Mm-hmm.